You're just an asshole sometimes. <laughs> You're so good at it. Uh, anyway, okay. Third year in a row. We haven't been podcasting very well. However, third year, fantasy football. Welcome back, Israel. Glad to have you back. Glad to be here. Oh, it's the follow-up from last year, right? Yeah. <laughs> time, time to admit your fuck-ups from last year and talk about what you're going to do this year. Excellent. Yeah. I plan on not doing what I did last year. That's what I'm going to do. I think we all plan on not doing what we did last year. It was ugly. Quarterbacks were, were horrible, I think, for most of us, half of us. Running backs didn't pan out. Running backs are still holding out. For good reason. I, I think that you have to say they want to be paid justly for their contribution. Yep. And we talked about this before. They're treated not just as a running back, but also as a blocker. And they're also treated as a wide receiver. But they are getting paid as a running back. And they're asking for more money. because Well, they should. They're touching the ball at least 10 yeah. times a game. What is your wide receiver, your best wide receiver? How many times are they touching the ball per game? Seven, eight. Right. If, you're, if they're lucky, right? Yeah. But these running backs are touching at least 10 times, 10 to 20 times a game as a running back. And then, they're, <clears> and then let's not forget the play action blocks that they got to fake. And they got to throw a block to protect the quarterback so he can make a throw down the field. So I do feel that their argument for pay is justified and, and, and from my perspective. There's no doubt it's justified, but here's the problem is we see it every single time. Five years into their career, they get a big extension or a big contract, and then their production falls off. Look at Zeke Elliott. He got his big payday, and that's the lot, and now he's, now he's not even with the team anymore. He's going let him go. Oh, he he just did the, not look. He's with the team. He's, he's with, with a team. Well, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's with, with the team. team. Yeah, the, the New England Patriots. <laughs> Where he will be featured every few plays, but I not don't, not don't. like he was. I mean, he got a, they they gave him a big contract, and then he did not look the same. And that happens all too often. And that's why the coach or the the team owners now don't want to pay these guys after five years. I mean, it's it, it's hard to say. Is it because they're getting older? Their production is is slowing down because of the nature of their job, or is it because right now they've got paid? Now they're going to sit back and cruise? No, no, I don't think it has anything to do with cruising. They love their job. I think what you have to think about is how many times are they on the field throwing a block, getting hit on a run, or going out for a dump-off pass, and then getting tackled? Now, your wide receivers are out there quite a bit too, and they're not getting the ball every play, but they're not getting hit every play either. And they're blocking, they're blocking DBs and safeties. They're not blocking linemen and linebackers. So we have to be honest that like that's gonna tear your body down. And you got you're gonna pay these guys peanuts when they come out of college. They do well because they they are a good running back, or also because they have a good line. I think that's the other thing. You have to have a good coach that can give you put you in a system to play, and you have to have a strong line. If you don't have either one of those, you're just gonna get killed. But that's not just a running back. That's also quarterback. That's also other players as far as offensive tackles and wide receivers. But but given the fact that they get this small contract coming out of college, they start tearing it up, yeah, they're ready for a big payday now. Why? Because their fucking body earned it. 
And then you're going to say, well, no, according to the CBA agreement, we've already agreed to these terms, so we're going to pay you very little. Well, we're going to give your counterpart, the wide receiver, who did very well last year, a huge contract. To me, that's just, I think that's bullshit. I think it's nickeling and diming. And when you talk about them wanting more money, that's because the market gets bigger and bigger every year. And these owners are getting more and more money every year. So, yeah, I think that they deserve a share. That's my point. What do you think, Israel? No, I think you're right. The, the wear and tear that goes uh, on a running back's body, the shelf life is already short. Um, if they're in the league 10 years, that's amazing. You know, um, we also see that drop off, uh, when they hit 30. Um, the only one I haven't seen that happen to is, um, King Henry, but even yeah. then he started slow last year and there was a lot of people freaking out about that. And then he was able to turn it on and, you know, as the season went on, but I think that wear and tear that the running backs, um, have to deal with and you hit all the points, the blocking, the pass catching, they're doing a lot more than the wide receivers are and they should be getting paid and they want to get paid for that. Yeah. Role. And some of them even play on special teams. And let's also make another note. Justin Jefferson fucking stood out last year, but w part of that standout, part of that is not just his natural God given talent, but also the threat of a play action pass mm -hmm. with Dalvin cook or Madison in the backfield. That's a legit threat. You go and play action pass, a linebacker drops in to hit the, for a tackle. Jefferson's got one less guy to cover him. Makes it easier for the receiver. So, yeah, I say show me the money. You know, that way they don't they can live a little bit nicer mm -hmm. when they're needing knee surgery or, or back surgery down the road. Mm -hmm. Israel, you want to pull that mic a little closer to your mouth? Sure. They are going to have to... I, I mean, the, the, again, the struggle is that the production after the five-year mark tends to go down for the running backs. Lately, we've been seeing a lot less production out of these guys after five years. The only the last one that was able to continue doing it at a high level for a long time was Adrian Peterson. Yeah. And <clears throat> since then, I can't think of a running back who's just consistently put up 1,000-yard seasons, double-digit touchdowns, um, King receptions. Henry. King Henry. I mean, how many, though? How many? He's, he's way past five years. Uh, well, how many total? I mean, yeah, he didn't run a lot in his first couple of years. I mean, he's had, I, I think he's only had like three solid seasons. Yeah, but hasn't CMC been in the league for more than five years? CMC's Austin approached that. They're all, they're all right at that line. They're right. all right at that line. Like they're not yet, they're not yet. I mean, they're, they're veterans. Yes, but they're not yet at the point where, okay, are we, can we look at their production and see them still maintaining getting better or are they going to start to start to the downward? Well, I'll counter your five year shelf life on a running back. But so, so when it comes to tight ends and wide receivers, do they have a longer shelf life? I would like to see, I would like to see what it looks like. I think so. I don't, um, I don't they, know. They do. You think After, so? Well, I mean, it, you're saying running backs get paid more. You're saying running backs should get paid more. But really, when they come, you're, you're replacing them every five years, like everybody said. And if you're doing that, that's going to be very expensive. Am I right? Yeah, I don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> like, like Justin Jefferson's been in the league for four years, four or five years now? No. How long has he been in the league for? Uh, well, actually, maybe four. This might be his fourth year. Fourth year. 
So again, I'll just go back to the whole, like how long do you think wide receivers last? And they, they start to break down around 32 as well. 30 Mm -hmm. Uh, tight ends, the same thing, you know, look at George Kittle fucking sensation when he came out. Nah, it's kind of, you know, he gets hurt every year, banged up, you know, Jimmy Graham, when he first came out, had a great, great campaign and, and the saints. And then he went, then he floated around and everybody's like, Oh, is he going to get back to his prime? Get back to his prime. Never really did. So I would say I mean, how that many good all, years. I mean, he had he did a pretty good career. Uh, I he think did. even with the Saints, even going back up to up to Seattle, he was decent, but not he as good. A, he wasn't a fantasy. He wasn't a fantasy option, right. but um, yeah. But that's my argument, and then that's where Jimmy Graham made the same argument: <clears throat> pay me what I'm worth because you're treating me as a tight end, but I'm more than a tight end. You you you're paying me as a tight end. But you're treating me like I should be a wide receiver, uh, a blocker, and, and well, I mean, of course, a tight end. Yeah, we're so, seeing more of those tight ends coming out, but we still don't have a large sample of those really good pass-catching tight ends that are putting up wide receiver numbers. And I think that's a new breed, though, too. Yeah. Like, a lot, I mean, back in the day, the tight end was literally your extra blocker. That's and right. And they caught a little pop pass or a little hook every now and again. You didn't have the tight ends that we see today, like with Gronk um, and Kelsey and Kelsey and Kittle, like you didn't have tight ends like that. So is it a justified argument to say, Oh, we'll pay him as a tight end. Probably not. If you're paying Kelsey as just a tight end, but you're expecting him to be a wide receiver. That's a bullshit argument. Mm -hmm. Then you should get tight end production, not wide receiver production, but you're not paying him. You're not, you're not expecting that from him. So pay him what you expect. That's all I'm saying. But yeah. in the end, to go back, to bring it all the way around, you said running backs, five-year shelf life. I think tight ends and wide receivers have the same shelf life. I don't think that they have five. I mean. I think it's a bit longer. I think it's longer. I Name mean, if guy. we look. So Antonio Gates. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Um, yeah. Who? So uh, what you just said, um, Gronkowski. Yeah, are those unicorns? Kelsey. Because you said Derrick Henry. We got uh, Adrian Peterson, DeMarco Murray. So are those not the same kind of caliber guys? DeMarco Murray played for a long time. DeMarco Murray played for a long time, but I certainly wouldn't put him on line with Adrian Peterson. No. Well, not as far as rushing, but as far as pass catching. He did very well. He had a couple good seasons. Um, a couple? He did yeah, he was a couple fantasy. good seasons. Oh, you're crazy. <laughs> he was a fantasy nightmare for he was great to have on your Yeah, for team. two years, and then the third year is like, okay, I'm playing him, but... Wrong. Ooh. Wrong. For a long time. For a long time, he was that kind of guy. I think you blur your, I think you blur your numbers, your years. No, I mean, he was in the league for a while. I and I remember before I was even playing fantasy football, that's all the fantasy uh, talk show hosts would talk about is DeMarco Murray. How great he was, not just as a running back, as a pass-catching running back. And, I mean, you're talking about that's... Shit, that was 15 years ago. I mean, and who was the guy, uh, Arian Foster? Out of uh, he played for the Texans. Mm-hmm. He had a few years too. I I just don't think it's as simple as what you're saying. Five year shelf life. My point is, I think that their shelf life is roughly around the same. If you want to say that wide receivers maybe last two two more seasons longer, fine. But I don't think that that's. I think it's marginal. I don't think that's huge. And a running back makes a huge difference, a okay. huge impact on the field. Here you the go. Field. 
DeMarco Murray played for seven seasons. Okay. Year one was 2011, played 13 games, rushed 164 times for 897 yards and two touchdowns. The next year. Is that, hold on, is that just rushing or are you also looking at all purpose yards? Because <clears throat> he, was, he was one of your first pass catching running backs too. He had zero receiving touchdowns. Uh, he had, you know, where are the receptions? Targets, receptions, 26 receptions. Okay. Uh, next year, he rushed 161 times for 663 yards. He received 35 catches for, and, and total was four rushing touchdowns and zero receiving touchdowns. If I just go no, down Yeah, his, but you keep saying, so you're saying how many times he's received the ball, but you're not saying the yardage. How many yards did he get in, in, in receiving? 251. Okay. 183 so, the first year. 183. So that's close to a thousand yard all purpose season, all, all, all purpose yard season. And that's his first two years coming out mm -hmm. as a rookie. And then okay. the next season, he gets 600 and he gets 200 something yards. And you're saying the first year he's catching uh, over 20, 20 targets. That was the only, I mean, there's only 16 games. 16 games back then. Mm -hmm. 20 targets, 20 receptions for 16 games. That's That was quite a bit back then in 2011. And then you go to 30 something targets, receptions the following mm -hmm. year. That's a lot. What I'm trying to tell you is he was a guy that was around for a long time. And when fantasy was, I mean, fantasy has been around for a while. But when I was first starting to hear about fantasy and listening to it on the radio out of Jacksonville, that was, they were talking about the Marco Murray left and right because he, it did, I mean, the touchdowns make a big difference. They really do. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to running back, it's a lot about the receptions, the yardage, and the, the touches. Especially in our league with, with the PPR. Yeah, you, exactly. Yeah, a, a pass catching running back is valuable. Uh, and and at the time, and I remember this left and right. Adrian Peterson was a big deal then, but Demarco Murray mattered most, more so for fantasy than Adrian Peterson, especially because and I I love Adrian Peterson. I was always an Adrian Peterson guy. You guys know that. Adrian Peterson would have like a, a, a thousand yard year one year. Next year he got hurt. Out for the year. Following year, another thousand yard season. Next year, hurt. Demarco Murray got hurt towards the end of his career, but pretty, I mean, he did well, and he was loved by fantasy. You won with him too. Yeah, as well was as he Cowboys. He bounced around for a while. Demarco Murray, yeah, played with the Cowboys for four years, and then he bounced around. Then he went to the Eagles, right. and then he played two seasons in Tennessee. And I picked him up when he played for the Eagles, and on a really shitty team that was the first year that i played fantasy with you guys and i won hmm. and he was a big part of that a huge part. he had 702 rushing yards six touchdowns on the ground 322 receiving yards on 55 no 45 catches 55 targets and one touchdown through the air on a chip kelly offense mm -hmm. with yep so so certainly so total yards 1024 total touchdowns with seven Again, I mean, that's good. That's definitely you're playing that guy. I, I wouldn't say that's Christian McCaffrey good. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that I think the wide receivers and the tight ends have just as long as a shelf life as a running back. And I feel that the running back's responsibility, they're doing three different jobs. And, if it's you know, you could easily say a great wide receiver also makes it easier on a running back. 
because the threat of a Justin Jefferson out of the backfield allows space mm-hmm. for a Dalvin Cook and a Madison. But if you go back and you look at the threat of a play-action pass, what that does for the slot receiver or someone on the outside who's got blazing speed, it opens up the whole field. So if you're going to pay them, if you're going to expect them to perform three different ways, you better pay them the three different ways. Especially if they're producing. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, they're going to need to either do something to reward these guys as they do well early. I think that's, I think that's what they've got to do. They've got to pay. They've got to have more incentive. I think across the league, there should be more incentive based pay. You want these guys to perform, pay them when they perform. You want these guys to play a long time. Okay. Well, they've got to stay healthy enough to play a long time. They've got to get paid while they're there. But you can't have them running out of juice because you've either already run them into the ground or whatever, whatever the case may be. But again, these guys will look great in their first five years when they come out into the league and they're trying to prove something and they're still and they still want to get that guaranteed contract. And then after that, the, the play declines almost almost every time. There are exceptions. There are superstars that just continue to shine and, and play well. And those are unicorns, yes. But Increasing the bonuses for for big plays and big production, I think, would make a big difference in these guys for these guys. I like that. I, I love too. that idea. I like <clears throat> that incentive based pay. You go guaranteed there, pay plus bonuses. Yeah, you go out there and you crush it. You guaranteed. So if you get hurt, you're not out on your ass. You do really, really well. You get and maybe that's the future. Maybe that's the next CBA. Is that okay? You don't have to pay them that much out of up front right well let's pay them for what the for the production they're putting out there that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense to me especially if it's supposed to be a meritocracy but anyway i just i just think they should be paid what they're worth and and i want to say something else we can change the game as much as we want at the end of the day what wins championships defense defense and a running game. <laughs> if you can't run the fucking ball and you don't have defense, you're not going to win that game. Let's just be honest. Um, I want to point out here real quick that DeMarco Murray played seven seasons. I pulled up Adrian Peterson. Do you know how many seasons he played? Did he play like 11? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12. 12. I'm so proud 13, of you. 13, 14, count. 15. 15 seasons. I think, I think Israel whispered it over there. 15, oh, wow. yeah. 15 seasons, doubled. Wow. Doubled them. Sure. Doubled them. Sure. Now, they weren't all that great a season, um, wow. but 2018, he rushed for 1,000 yards. Uh, we'd have to add him up. The, the guy, the guy almost broke the single season rushing record. He did, yeah. The guy's a fucking monster. Yeah. And when he came out of college, I never understood why he wasn't in the top five for the first round pick. And a lot of it was about his character, even though he didn't have any characters, blah blah blah, character flaws. It was just more about his dad, you know. But he also came around, or at least towards the end of his career, when football was transitioning from. A rushing running back, okay, touch-dependent running back, to the receiving running back. And so I, I think, you know, wow, 15 years. The, he had the 43 catches in his third season. 
Yeah, he was learning how to catch. Mm-hmm. He had 19, 21, 43, 36, 18, 40, 29. He was criticized towards the end of his, his career about catching. Too bad he can't catch the ball. Too bad he can't catch the ball. But then he started picking it up. needed to. But Derrick Henry is in the same boat. Yeah. They, they, they had to bring in a younger running back because they want somebody to throw to. And that's King Henry. Now, King Henry's getting better at that. But if you have to choose a King Henry or a Nick Chubb or a CMC, what do you think an owner is going to choose or a GM is going to choose? You're going to want that more versatile back. Right. So. And fuck the shelf life mm-hmm. because, you know, you'll five years from now, you'll get another guy that's similar, mm-hmm. right? If you can. Yeah. Yeah, if you can, right? It's not going to be likely to get somebody like that, especially in the draft. You're talking about another Derrick Henry. Gotta speak no, I'm talking about I'm talking about another CMC. You're not going to. Maybe ten years, not not right after you let him go. You think he's a generational player? Not necessarily generational, but doesn't come around as much. I think that it it is unlikely for. Um, let's say the Carolina Panthers to pick up another Christian McCaffrey right now after they let him go. Now that doesn't mean that the Cowboys won't find a Christian McCaffrey. Somebody will find a running back that'll do that, but it's not going to be likely that the same team gets another guy that's as good as the one they had. They are rare. They are rare. He's a he's a, a real special unicorn because he's a white running back. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It's true. I, I know I'm going to probably get killed on that. But come on. Hate letters. Bring them on. Yeah. Send them in. But, you know, the, the guy can play for sure. Um, all right. Let's go on to, well, do you need to mention, Israel, do you want to mention any of your fuck-ups from last year? Like, what is it that you said you won't do? Oh, oh, oh all one of more them. thing. One more thing. <laughs> hey, Mike, you're probably not going to watch this, but we got your book. <laughs> I love it. My son's taken it. He's gonna, has taken it from me. He's going to read it first, uh, apparently. But um, next time we see you, I'm going to have to bring you on. We're going to have to talk about your book a little bit more, and I'm going to need to get your autograph. But anyway, Israel, talk about your fuck-up. Um, well, last year I lay, I went heavy on running backs, I think, and those running backs got hurt, and that killed me because my wide receivers weren't all that great. So I had a rough season, to put it mildly. That's why I'm picking third later today. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll, I'll I'll do you one better. <laughs> I'm picking two. I had a disastrous, disastrous draft. And I counted on people that I thought were going to be amazing. Russell Wilson, talking to you. <laughs> it was terrible. And then I had picked up DeAndre. Hoping that he'd come in at you know halfway mark and save me for the, you know save me, save the day, but it didn't happen. So thank God I picked up a lot of those young receivers and a and a young running back. But it was oh man I don't know I don't I went I went to my typical strategy, and I just picked the wrong guys. I feel like. How'd you do? I landed one step off the podium. In fourth place, but um, that played. I think I played little quarterback carousel through the season. Leonard Fournette, I picked in the second round. He didn't really turn out. He had a couple good games in the beginning, but then that was it. Um, 
a lot of guys. I, I knew I knew I had Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup, and I just was waiting for Cooper Cup to get hurt. I knew it was going to happen, and it did. And that was that was ultimately the end. Without without him bookending the wide receiver room. But look at everything. Like we go back to the running back talk. Uh-huh. Look at everything he's doing. He's getting so many touches. Right. Yeah. It's just bound to happen. <clears throat> there's not enough. There's not enough talent on on the Rams to give him enough rest or to not funnel everything through him. He was the only thing they did for a long time. But your Leonard Fournette was definitely a better pick than my David Montgomery. Oh, that guy killed me. <laughs> Between him and Russell Wilson, I, I couldn't score any points. Yeah. And I picked um, Montgomery a lot. And I didn't last year because I knew it's he he's not the coach's guy. We talked about that earlier, you know, off off mic, but I could tell he wasn't the coach's guy and he had they hadn't been playing him the way they should have been should have been the year before. And I knew they were high on uh, was it Khalil? Yeah. Herbert. Yeah. I could tell they were high on him, so I kinda it would have been nice for you to share that with me before, <laughs> yeah. especially after. That's why I don't like doing this before the draft because I'm like, I'm trying to be tight-lipped, but also, you know. Well, David Montgomery, the, the two, I watched him the two years prior, and you're right. They didn't run him a lot, but they gave him the ball more mm-hmm. those, you know, before last year. And he, he did well. He'd had games where he scored two, three touchdowns in a game, you know, and then break it 100 yards. So I was like, okay, who else do they have? They don't have anybody else. Mm-hmm. Khalil's a small guy, and this is his third year now, so it was like his second year last year. Uh, and then Fields is coming off an injury, so I'm like, they're going to run it, right? And why wouldn't you? David Montgomery wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. The line wasn't me. very good, though. Killed me. Killed. No, no. Fields also ran more than him. Mm-hmm. I think Fields probably ended up with more yards than he did. Well, as a young quarterback, that's what they tend to do, especially if they're a running quarterback in their you know early on. They'd rather pull it down and run with it themselves because they don't trust them, themselves to throw it. So that's why Fields ran so much, I think, because if he didn't like it, he would just keep it and run. Perfect segue then. Let's go in the quarterbacks first, right? Top of the draft. I mean, no, not draft, but top of the top slot to fill. Okay. Nobody fills quarterbacks first thing, but when we're talking about Fields, is Fields going to be the new Jalen Hurts? No. And does Hurts stay? A top. Go ahead. What are you saying? No. Justin Fields, he's I was I'm gonna be surprised if they don't put him at running back. <laughs> Jalen Jalen Hurst is gonna be top three, definitely. You think so? Justin Justin Fields is gonna be like top fifty. No. Top top fifty. There's only thirty two teams. I know, I'm 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 including backup. Right now, oh. Justin Fields <laughs> is oh, ranked fifty six. I'm sorry, Fields. For so he's out. No, for overall. Overall. He's so a 56 quarterback. Well, you know, so he's saying he's he's good as a running back, but he's mm-hmm. going to be in the top 50 for uh, quarterbacks, you said, because you think he's going to get hurt and the backups are going to come in? No, he, <sighs> there's 32 teams. He's going to be in the top 50 for quarterbacks. That's guaranteed. <laughs> overall. Including backups. Including That's what he's just saying. He's saying okay. he's not a top 32 quarterback. That's what he's trying to say. No, no, top, top 32. <laughs> okay, anyway, I think Fields is going to have a good year. He's got receivers. He's got weapons. Now he does. Last year he yeah. didn't have much, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that Ohio State boy will start to – and I, I think it's a big difference. He's the first quarterback coming out of Ryan Day. I think Ryan Day, if you watch college football, which I love to do, 
you can see the progression of his quarterbacks in a pro-style offense, reading defenses, making decisions, keeping plays alive, directing his his uh, wide receivers. I mean, shit, Fields did it in the championship game. Did it against Clemson, you know? And so I, I think Fields is going to get better. But I think you're right. Second year, doesn't have much to go to. Where am I going to go? I'm going to have to take off. And I, I think, I, I'll be honest with you, I want to know if this is true. Is he not the fastest guy? Of all the quarterbacks, because he sure in the hell looked like he was fa- the fastest quarterback. Yeah, he definitely right? looked like it. Yeah, he, he had it like way faster than Lamar Jackson, in my opinion. But I don't know. Jackson's a little smoother. I, I don't know. I can't say. Mm-hmm. They're both fast. What about uh, Donnie Dimes up there in, in the Who? New York Giants? Isn't he the <laughs> fastest quarterback, running quarterback? <laughs> uh, or the smoothest. <laughs> so, Oh, and then talk about players who get paid. You know, Mahomes gets... Two hundred million for ten years, right? Oh God, that's you know. Don't pay your running backs, but hey, Herbert, how about two hundred sixty-two million dollars for five years? Like, okay, but he's not going to get that shit done if he doesn't have Austin Eckler in the back. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, I, I digress. <laughs> I think he's. I, I still think he's a good quarterback. But you know, I was I was doing this. Um, I think Joe, I shared this with you. We looked at the comparison between him and Tua Tuglafoya. Tua gets all this expectation and all the scrutiny that comes with it. And Herbert gets a lot, has some expectation, but I don't think he gets scrutinized very much. And if you look at their stats, they're, 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 sim- they're pretty similar. And I think Tua, I think Herbert does, I can't remember now, but they're pretty similar. I want to say Tua almost edges him out a little bit. Did they come into the league at the same time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same oh, draft. I thought Hobert has been around for an extra year or two. I didn't realize that. Oh, but Tua was hurt his first year, right? Tua, he didn't. Well, wasn't his knee or something? No, he wasn't hurt. Been, he was. <laughs> they were transitioning him behind Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah. okay. And okay. and oh, I forget the Flores. Flores wanted to draft Herbert, and there was a disagreement with the management as far as Herbert was concerned. So they went with Tua. But if you look at their stats, there's, it's a marginal difference between the two. But who gets all the love? Who gets all the scrutiny, as the media will do? Love goes to the guy who can stay on the field and finish the season. Didn't? He got hurt a little bit. Herbert got hurt a little bit last year, but he played through, like, broken ribs. And... and didn't play as well while his ribs were broken, but the more they healed, the better he got. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's I think it's nitpicking. I think also the the coaching staff manages Herbert better. I'll say this over and over again: when Miami put Tua back in after that concussion mm-hmm. on a short week, concussed on a Sunday, and he never even said that he was right. He was trying to like be professional, save his team, his coaching staff, save face with them, gets concussed on a Sunday, they play him on a fucking Thursday, and he gets hit again. You're gonna, you, your, your chances of being concussed increases substantially. And sure enough, now he's out for a while. Now they're like, oh, I don't think he should come back. He should probably think about retiring because he gets hurt too often. Is that really him, or is that the fault of the management and the coaching staff? They let that kid down. But when you look at their stats, they're pretty damn similar. And Herbert gets all the love. Tua gets nothing but like scrutiny. And who got paid? And who's talk? And and who is 
being told that you should think about retirement. And then you got to look at the differences between their two offensive lines. I mean, look look at the Dolphins' offensive line for a second. They, they're just flat out uh, worst, worst five offensive lines in the league. Bums. They're bums. <laughs> Those are big guys. I'm not saying any of that. <laughs> we live a little too close. <laughs> we, have, we have a run into them. He said it. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to point that out. I think Tua will have a good year. Um, I think he'll have a good year. I think Herbert will have a good year. I think they both have an established team. They both have a bunch of weapons. Uh, it's all about who can stay healthy. I like to see them play uh, play against each other in the playoffs. That would be cool, wouldn't it? Sell uh, this argument right, right, right now in seventeen weeks. What about okay? Let's stay in Florida for a little bit. Baker won the job because Kyle Trask, and I think Kyle Trask has talent, but I don't think he was ever developed in college, and I don't think he was able to be developed in Tampa. But I don't see him ever taking a starting position unless Baker gets hurt. And so I'm not too high on Baker as a Tampa boy. No, <laughs> you guys aren't high. Uh, yeah, I, would, I think it's going to go similar to what we saw in Cleveland. Oh, Ups no. and downs. Well, I don't think he was that bad. It I, wasn't I, that bad. I like him. I like Baker. I'd it. like to see him do well. I always did. Well, he's got weapons on offense still, so hopefully he can use them. All right. One person I think is going to make a huge jump, and I'm going to say it officially, and I've said it before, I think that uh, Lawrence will jump to the Mahomes level under Doug Peterson this year, if not this year, by next year. He is going to make a huge transition this year, and he's got weapons now, and he's got the second year with Peterson. I, and I, I think that boy, I think he's going to live up to the expectations that everybody had for him when he came into the draft. That is, that's a bold prediction. Um, that's what I do. I think he's good, um, and I think he will make that jump. Um, and I think he's going to be uh, an excellent quarterback um, through his career. Mahomes level. Wow, that's <laughs> how many quarterbacks are Mahomes level. Uh, Mahomes. <laughs> well, <laughs> you've got Mahomes. But you wouldn't put Josh Allen up there with Mahomes? I would put Josh Allen up there. I think Josh Allen is that good. Um, okay. I want to see it again from Jalen Hurts before I put him on that line. Uh, what about your Herbert, your boy Herbert? Herbert? Yeah, is he close uh, to that? No. Not yet? Nope, nope. Now, so what I think you're what, – what I would say is, yeah, Trevor Lawrence will have a better year, a standout year, a breakout year. Um, I would say maybe more like a um, Aaron Rodgers type of uh, look and feel. He's going to put up touchdowns and numbers and yards and wins, hopefully, but he's not going to look like Mahomes. He's not no. going to do what Mahomes does. Is he going to throw five touchdowns? He might throw five touchdowns in one game. Okay. Or, I mean, did Mahomes do seven? Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, throwing five touchdowns and rushing for two touchdowns, or let's say throwing three, rushing for two, I don't think he's going to do that. My boy Sunshine, regularly. Trevor Lawrence, we're going to call him Sunshine from now on. All right? Remember <laughs> Where the did Titans? you pick Remember that up? Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. You, so you, you just applied that to him, or did you hear somebody oh, else call him Sunshine, or where did you come up with this? When we were in Jacksonville doing some strength and conditioning, uh, my boy Jerry and Sanders, shout out to Sanders, 
uh, I think he's the one that first said it. He said, "All oh, sunshine," because we saw him playing baseball too, mm-hmm. and you could tell the kid was a monster. Uh, so yeah, we just you know he looked like sunshine. Remember the Titans hadn't you know had came out not that long ago. Okay, so that's so we call him Sunshine. So and it's fitting because he plays for a Florida team. Yeah, and Jacksonville saw, needs the sunshine. <laughs> you saw him, Trevor Lawrence, way back when you were in Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, I was like, what was, was he before PT school? Yeah, what was right he before? like six? No. <laughs> Thanks. Anyway, I mean, you you you've been here. You you've been here for ten years, right? Yeah, this was like I was in my early to mid twenties. Because twenty what, years 25 ago, five years old. So for twenty, yeah, it's twenty years ago. So it'd have been fifteen or less. Yeah. It was way All back when. Twelve. I don't know how old he is right now, but it was way back when. And Jerry and Sanders is the one that. Sanders Saunders is the one that brought that to my attention originally, but you know, he was in the business of identifying people that had the skill and the talent mm-hmm. and, and working with, I mean, we were training athletes back then. And so, you know, that's where I got to meet a lot of the pros that I, I got, I got to train with. But my point is, is when I say, is he going to look like Mahomes? I don't mean it, like Mahomes, like Mahomes has that shortstop style, baseball, like football approach. When I say that, I mean like Trevor Lawrence is going to move up to the Mahomes upper echelon. He's going to make it. He's going to be up there. The elite quarterback. He'll be up there. He'll be up there in the top five with your Allen, with your Herbert, with your. Uh, I don't know if Wilson's going to be up there anymore, but he'll he'll be up there in the upper echelon. And he just, I think Christian Kirk is a good receiver. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's a marquee guy that Calvin Ridley is. And Calvin Ridley's coming off two years fresh. Now he's getting some weapons. Travis Etienne has is his third year. Last year he was healthy. They've got McNasty in the back in the backfield. We'll talk about that in a second. But my point is, there's going to be more weapons. And under Doug Peterson, who was a protege of Andy Reid, and uses analytics to his favor, will help develop Trevor Lawrence to that upper echelon that Mahomes is currently enjoying that's my point so you're going to take him in the third round you say you never know when you need a little sunshine i'll just say that all right that sounds like a first round pick right there yeah i think he's going to be a baller for sure okay so is bryce young the guy in carolina is he going to be as good as everybody thinks he's going to be i have no idea i haven't i haven't seen him play at all he might actually be decent um, he's looked, he's looked pretty good. Again, I think it's, it is going to come down to these quarterbacks. These younger quarterbacks have that ability to pull the ball down and run when they're in trouble or when things just don't look right. It's just having that, not that, that sense to do it and not try to force the ball. Is he that, is he that fast? He's pretty fast. Is he? I think. I, I don't trust it. I'll tell you why. We talked about it last year. What school did he go to? Alabama. And I don't think, when I look back at Saban's career, there's not a lot of quarterbacks that he generates that comes to the pros. You have Mac Jones and the Patriots. For whatever reason, the Patriots, a little concerned about him. Mm-hmm. And then you got Tua, who you would arguably say is probably the most accomplished Alabama quarterback right now. So, and yep. Bryce Young's smaller. The guy I think that's going to be a, a good quarterback, not this year. I think it's going to take him about three years. 
It's going to follow a similar trajectory as Justin Fields. Trey Lance. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. I was going to say Stroud. <laughs> CJ Stroud. Did you guys see how pissed off he was when he got picked in the draft? No, I didn't he, see that. He's got a fucking chip on his shoulder. He's like, I'm going to show you why I am the number one quarterback to be taken. The question is, is he in a good system that will help work with him and develop him and use his talents? But I think you give him two, three years, I think he's going to look like a solid quarterback. And he's he's every bit as fast as Fields. Whether that matters or not, I don't think it will. But And, and again, he comes out of Ryan Day's system. So I, I'm putting a lot of stock in Ryan Day, but I think Stroud will be a good quarterback in three years from now. Hey, isn't that funny that I was the one telling you about that you you were going for Bryce Young the weeks leading up to the draft. Ooh. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. Yes, you the were. truth comes out. You started to go to Will Levis. I don't know about you Will say, Levis you say yet. He's going to be decent. I think Will Levis may be decent. He's playing in Tennessee right now, and I think Tennessee's looking to see if he's going to be the heir apparent to. Uh, Tannehill, because Malik Willis doesn't look like he's going to be. All right? He's been struggling pretty bad. All right, so is there another quarterback that we want to talk about besides, uh, you know, Danny Jones? Mike White. Mike White. Every year. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Where is he at now? Uh, Miami. Oh, shit. Okay. I I don't think he's too bad. Okay. Let's move on to I Mac agree. Jones. So is it fair to say that we will be seeing Mike White this year? Yes. When Tua inevitably goes down? Yeah. Yeah. He, know, he knows how to use his weapons. We saw it in, we saw it in New York. Am I the, I'm the only the guy like that's like sticking my neck out for Tua, and these two fuckers who are <laughs> Dolphin fans are talking about him getting hurt. Tua, I think you're a good guy. Don't listen to your Dolphin fan, those fair-weather Dolphin fans. Hey, what uh, I, I saw, I just, I've got a, I don't know if you saw the game or after the game, Tua was, uh, there were some comments that Clark made, Ryan Clark made about Tua um, and his physique and something about not going to the gym and the dinner table. I don't, I don't know. Did you guys hear about that? I, so I heard, not that, I heard the opposite. There was an article that came out. Maybe he, this is the response, but Tua has been busting his balls to get into shape now. Mm-hmm. And he's doing jujitsu. Mm-hmm. They purposely gained did, weight or put he, on weight. He put on muscle, right? Uh, uh, yeah. He no, he put on muscle. Um, but uh he purposely did jujitsu so he could learn how to fall right. without getting hurt and scramble. Yeah. That's and he's Hawaiian. Mm-hmm. BJ Penn is next door. You know, f- football doesn't work out. Watch out, USC. I mean I think the Dolphins' offense—they got everything they need, but their offensive line. Their offensive line is great if they will live up to that. But I think it's just the penalties. Like every game that I see, I see at least five penalties in a row. I feel like by the offensive line, they go back third and twenty, and they just turn it over. I think you bring up a good point about the offensive line. The quarterback's only as good as the protection he has around him. But that being said. Does uh, Jalen Hurts, does he remain in the top three this year? Yes. Yes, he does. I think he might be top ten. I don't know. I've never, I don't know, Philly lately in the last few years is 
for me, it's hard because of the running back situation. Hold on a sec. But it's an upgrade in running back. No, I no, I agree. I think. But it's like by committee by committee. Like there's, they've got three running backs running around. Then you got Jalen Hurts running around. Um, and you got two electrifying receivers to throw to and a tight end that is every bit as good as Zach Ertz was back yeah. in the day. Um, yeah. Sirianni's got a team, man. Yeah. I don't see them. You think they crashed down from from the Super Bowl a bit? Yeah, I Super think so. Super Bowl hangover. It's a real thing. Um, also, I want to go back to something you stated earlier, mentioned earlier, to attack Viola, the number one or the, the best, uh, most accomplished Alabama quarterback. Where did Jalen Hurts under, play most of his Nick career? Saban. Most of his college career. Oh, you know what? Oh, that's right. That's right. But are you going to credit Jaylen that? Hurts. Yeah. Are you going to credit Saban for that? Uh, because he I didn't. I don't think I would. No, because he, he kept him in the pocket, didn't let him run out like he like he's yeah, good at. Oh, he's become a better, uh, a better thrower. He's all around. He's a better passer now. Mm-hmm. He can read the defense, and it doesn't hurt to have AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Right. Right. And I got it, but. I want to stop you right there when you talk about Alabama and Nick Saban. He didn't. He didn't leave Alabama to get into the draft. He left Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma has a history of putting out good quarterbacks. They do. I would like to think that Baker Mayfield proves my point. Hey, let's cross our fingers. So, so I'm not. I'm, when I say Alabama quarterback. I'm not putting Jalen Hurts in that window. And I tell you right now, I don't think Jalen Hurts would put himself in that category either. You're probably right. I think he's going to say, I had to, you know, scrape and scratch mm-hmm. and claw my way out of Alabama's closet just to play somewhere else. And then I had to do that very same thing in the, in the NFL behind a, 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 a quarterback who everybody thought was going to be the next Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz. Who can't who can't find a starting job? I think Jalen Hurts has that chip, and I love players that have chips on their shoulders. That's why I thought Adrian Peterson was going to be good because you could see the chip on his shoulder. Russell Wilson had a chip on his shoulder. Aaron Rodgers had a chip on his shoulder. Slipped in the draft, gets picked up. Not only gets picked up to Green Bay behind one of the all-time greats in Brett Favre, but has to sit five years on the bench waiting for his time to come, knowing that he's losing precious years. How much more accomplishment? How, how many more accomplishments would he have, or not have, if he played earlier? But my point is, I didn't put. I would not put Jalen Hurts in that category. Jalen Hurts is a, is a success story because of him, despite going to Alabama. I want to know what happened to Gardner Minshew. He was he was doing good in uh, Jacksonville. Besides, besides all the other stuff that happened, I feel like he's a good quarterback. But I mean, he wasn't he sunshine. To, I know, but he went when he went to the Eagles. I feel like he just—he's—he's a, he's a good. Again, we got to talk about value when we come to the draft. He's a good backup. He's not a starter. He's not yeah, consistent. He's—he's he's always going to go nine for seventeen. Yeah, two two touchdowns and an interception. He's probably your throwback nineteen seventies, and he looks it. And he, yeah, with this <laughs> right. man stash here, and the cutoff and yeah. the mullet. Yeah, he's your original. You know, he's your gunslinger. And those gunslingers throw a lot of interceptions. Today's game is a different. You can't be a gunslinger just to be a gunslinger. You can't just throw an interception every game. And the people that, that do, Kirk Cousins is a, is a traditional quarterback. Mm-hmm. And every year, Minnesota fans want to say, get the hell out of here. I know we gave you a bunch of money. And he's a good quarterback. 
but they don't want the gunslingers. They want somebody like a Josh Allen, like a Jalen Hurts, like um, a Patrick Mahomes or a Russell Wilson. They want somebody that can move, that's mobile, that can throw and throws like an Aaron Rodgers, who doesn't throw a lot of uh, 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 a lot of uh, interceptions. I was just talking about his years in uh, Jacksonville. I, th- I think he did decent. Yeah, you need to get out of here with that. <laughs> so I, I, oh, uh, I was just going to say for Jalen Hurts, I, I won't say that he takes a step back, but I think they're going to. I think he's going to be cooled off a little bit. I don't think he finishes top three in the quarterbacks. Um, I'll give him maybe fifth in the quarterbacks. I think we're going to see Mahomes and Allen at the top two. Maybe maybe your boy Sunshine gets in there for top five. Um, okay. I think Sunshine comes up. I think the Kansas City Chiefs, I think they take a step back, you know, Super Bowl hangover kind of thing too with them. Um, not too much of a step not down. Too not much, too much, no. But I think Jalen Hurts, I'm going to go with the trend. You know, every time somebody says, yeah, we're not expecting much from him, he surprises everybody. And with that team with Sirianni, they didn't lose very many players this year. I think they're only going to get stronger. And so I'm going to keep them up there. If not, shit, it's tough when you go from top three. But I think that they'll, I think, no way to show this, but I think they're better than the Bills. And I think think if they keep doing what they did last year, putting together long drives and just – uh, tiring out the defense, they'll be, they'll, they'll they'll have a successful year just like last year. And and they moved up in running back in Andre Swift. Okay, let's go. Let's go. We got to finish this discussion or keep going with this discussion, but we got to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Yes, Israel was about to say something. Well, that's where I was going to go. Oh, perfect. I was, was going to go Aaron Rodgers because I think the Jets this off season have made moves upon moves upon moves. And getting Aaron Rodgers, I think, is huge. I hate it um, because he went to the Jets, and I have to yeah. talk about them now. But um, I picking up Cook, and I know you guys aren't huge on Cook. No, oh, I like Cook. Yeah, I, I, Cook I, in Miami. I love Cook. Now I don't want Cook to do good at all. Yeah. I just want to point <laughs> um, out, Israel, and, when was the last time the Patriots were in the bottom of that division? It, it's been a bit. And it all started with losing Tommy Boy. Tom, yeah. All started with that. Yep. Belichick should have checked his fucking ego at the door and said, you know what? I needed him just as much as he needed me. Mm-hmm. And they probably would have rode that wave a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> but I think the Jets, uh, with picking up Aaron Rodgers, they're getting a solid, um, smart, and experienced quarterback that is going – I think that's going to pay off. And then picking up Cook to help um, – is it Hall kind of be the backup there and mm-hmm. take share those carries between the two of them to keep them healthy? Um, it's and the defense has been, almost always been good, uh, but they're if, when they're playing from behind, they're just you know getting slammed. Young so. receivers, talented tight end, mm-hmm. stacked in the in the backfield. Zonovan Knight is a legitimate running back. Mm-hmm. He is, he, and he hasn't even emerged yet. Wait until he breaks through behind Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall, you know? And then you've got Carter. Carter's legit, too. I like Saleh. I like. I think Saleh is a very good coach. And where did he come from? San Francisco. Defensive coordinator. Yep. Took the job in, in New York. <clears throat> you know who else took a job the following year? McDaniels. Mike McDaniels in Miami. And you see those two teams all of a sudden 
you thought that the Miami was coming up, they lose Flores, you're like, shit. Miami fans are like, you were like, shit, there we go again. We're going to drop down. All of a sudden, because mm-hmm. we don't know anything about Mike McDaniels. Remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they're just even better. Mm-hmm. Far better, actually, with, you know, in half the period of time. So those two coaches are solid. And Soleil, he, they got, a, they got the, one of the strongest, if not possibly even the, the strongest defense in the league mm-hmm. with a savvy quarterback who, may I mention, he's only going to be around at most, what, two to five years? What is he going to offer to Zach Wilson? I, it's my belief. I don't think Rodgers is a selfish person at all. I love him. I love his personality. And I would leave my wife for him, just so you know. Better not tell mom that. <laughs> That's right. It's a good thing she doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, thank God she doesn't listen. Um, but I think he, I think Jordan Love is going to be way better than what people think. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a, a very good quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do with Aaron Rodgers, with the mentoring that Aaron Rodgers provided. I think Zach Wilson will also grow. And that's what I think is interesting. Number one draft pick for the Jets. Didn't handle it. Didn't, didn't do well what, the first two years there. They bring in Rodgers because they want to win now. And I feel like, at least maybe it's because I'm a hard knocks fan, I feel like Zach Wilson is getting this treasure trove of knowledge on how to be a more effective, efficient, better quarterback than almost anybody else could get and due to Aaron Rodgers. If he's getting effective knowledge and effective wisdom from Aaron Rodgers, then who is going to get the Aaron Rodgers dick pics? So we've seen this before where the Jets picked up a, a quarterback from the Green Bay Packers who comes in there, throws the ball around, and then all of a sudden ladies in the office are getting dick pics from Brett Favre. I forgot all about that. I was wondering where you were going with this, and I totally <laughs> forgot about that. I'd almost immediately <laughs> ask for an autograph of the dick pic. Because, I mean, there's only got to be a couple of them, right? So imagine their value. Well, who knows? I mean, apparently Favre, he was up to all kinds of no good. But Well, and he also played for Minnesota, so let's not forget. So did, does that trend? Yeah, <laughs> right? So Kirk, I, I just wonder. I thought we were talking about football. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Dick pics and football are synonymous. And, and welcome and to the locker room. Kirk is a religious guy, so I'm not sure he's going to send anybody dick pics. Well, Kirk's not going to, no. But Rogers, who knows? He's out there sun bleaching his asshole, right? I think that's the rumor, but okay. <laughs> Rogers, forget about these two assholes over here, man. No, you're, he's legit. All right, so I think Rod, I think the Jets to your point, are going to succeed. And they're going to succeed because they went out and they got players that are highly efficient and effective and some of the greatest players as of right now in this time of football era, Mm -hmm. if not of all time, right? And it started with Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Legit. What do you you say to that, Mr. Uh, Miami? I I do not want to see the Jets. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, we've got to see them twice this year. I think they are going to be a, a... I think they're going to be a really good team. And this is another reason, part of a reason, why I think you'll see not a decline in Josh Allen, but a drop back in the Bills. You have to remember they lost two running backs. Mm-hmm. They lost, They didn't really gain anything during the offseason. A couple I, of rookies. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't think they're going to be up in the top three or top five for the AFC. But, again, I had a shitty draft last year. 
I'm picking two this year. I do so think do the I Bills are going to be just fine. I, although I did hear some uh, mummers, mummering, some some talk, low low quiet talk about Stefan Diggs. Oh, he's, he's he not doesn't happy. Really want to be there, which I said several weeks ago to somebody. Like, yeah, Diggs is great until he doesn't want to play for your team anymore. And here he goes. Uh, with that, I would be more concerned about than the running back situation. And do they have another wide receiver they've brought in to complement Diggs that is just as much of a threat? Uh, or how about tight end? Or how about uh, running back? I James Cook is going to be a good as a good running back. I just don't know if he's going to be in the top 10. Yeah, I don't know if they need him to be. They've done just fine. Well, I say just fine, but they haven't made a Super Bowl. But they've done really well without outstanding play from their running backs. Well, you say that, but at the end of last year, Devin Singletary was starting to run, was very, really effective. And he was running the ball well, opening up the passing game. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget, Josh Allen hasn't had to be a runner like he was in the beginning of his right. career. I think that if they don't make a big move within two years, or I think they're just going to slowly decline. Yeah, their window's closing. You're definitely right about that. They've got to win soon, or it's, it's going to pass them by. And it's not Josh Allen. I'll be complete. I think Josh Allen's very good. I think their window's closing because they're not putting the window, the, the weapons around him to help. That's my point, especially in a division now that's that much stronger. You have an, you have an, an emerging Miami team that beat them one, one out of two uh, times last year. Okay. Arguably could have beaten them twice. Okay, Almost. if Tua was healthy. If it weren't Hard for the snowballs. From the fans? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's just... Buffalo. I thought they beat him in Buffalo, didn't they? No. Yeah, so, okay. So they I, I think they Miami. won in Miami, lost in Buffalo. And then lost in the playoffs. In Buffalo. But you have an emerging uh, team that's that's now been together for two years. Yeah. So they should be that much better, Miami. Yeah. Then you have a team with all the expectations in the world and the Jets. And then it's never easy it's going for to take Buffalo a little to bit. play the It's Patriots. going to take the Jets a little bit to get it all together, but I think they will. Um, I, think the, I think the Bills will also be fine, will be good. Uh, you're probably, I mean, outside of, outside of Diggs and Allen, you're probably not going to have a whole lot of fantasy studs from the Bills, whereas the Jets, you're going to have a slew, potentially. I think Cook will be a good bench player, to be honest. Yeah, that's fine if you like playing the bench guys, but... I'm trying to win championships over here. What about uh? So let's stick there. We we, we talked about Jones a little bit. I don't want. I don't need to talk about him any anymore. I don't feel like I need to talk about the quarterback for uh, the Commanders mainly because I don't know who it is. I think it's Wolford, right? No, it's um. Thanky. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, it's it's a weird last name. Yeah, go draft that guy, Israel. Yeah, but what about Dax? We we alluded to Trey Lance earlier. How about is the window for Dax now closed? Dax is mm. he's it's gonna be his I think the rest of his career, unless he proves it wrong, is gonna be like the beginning of his career. It's gonna be injury one season. It's just it's just gonna be a bunch of injuries and it's not it's not gonna pan, pan out good for him. Right. I, I I feel bad for Dax. I do too. I feel bad. Now, that's not to say that he doesn't have weapons and he had a great offensive line. I think Dax 
he's a quarterback that I think developed in the pros more so than he did in college. Um, because that same coaching style was an urban was a branch off of Urban Meyer. And I think not nothing against Urban Meyer. I just think that those type of coaches, Jimbo Fisher, they're better at identifying talent and using talent in their system as opposed to developing the talent, especially at quarterback, quarterback particularly. So for me, I don't know about Dax, but now you had Jones go, don't even, he didn't even talk to Dax, didn't even tell Dax what he was going to do. The moment that Trey Lance is available, Jones reaches out and trades for him. I don't know what that says, but if you're a Prescott, you're thinking to yourself, what the hell? Am I being Tony Romo? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's possible. I mean, I, what he should do, his mindset set should be, is to have a great year so he can go and where he wants next year. Force a trade. Yeah, or mm -hmm. at the very least, make himself valuable enough where people are going to want him if it's, they're going to do that to him. It's too bad that him and Zeke didn't peak at the same time. Oh yeah, too bad. Well, I feel like they had a year. Poor Cowboys. They that where they were. And then I with, think that's with, when Zeke started getting hurt. And then he came back and then the whole well, foot thing and then the hand thing. With they still had Jack. Tony. They still had Pollard, too. Mm -hmm. But they had CeeDee Lamb and they had Amari Cooper. You know? So, yeah. Is, so did Gallup, is, would he be considered a bust for, for Dallas? I don't know. I think that's a good question. No, I think... I think he's uh one level below CD Lamb. He's not he's not a bust, but he's 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 a good wide receiver. All right, I gotta ask this question. I think we're pretty much all agree on Dax. Derek Carr. Does he revive his career? No. Because I got I got Chris Olave as my keeper, and I was I was talking about this earlier. The only reason I drafted him in the 14th round last year, 14 out of 17 rounds, right? Pretty good value for the projections that he's expected to have this year. Um, my only drawback is the guy that's throwing the ball. Because I remember drafting Amari Cooper. I was like, yeah, Amari Cooper's going to have a breakout season. And he looked like a bust. People were like, he's got to be the problem. So they trade him. He goes to Dallas. And all of a sudden, he blows it up. He blows up. And then they trade him to Cleveland, and he hasn't been as great, but he's nothing like he was when he played for Vegas. He's I mean, still a good pick. <clears throat> Amari Cooper might be might be one of those guys that we're looking at, and we say, yeah, we thought this was a great wide receiver. We were expecting big numbers. We started to see some, but then they faded off. And what are we going to see this season? We don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll probably have a better idea when the season's over. You think he's faded off? I I kind of do, yeah. I, I think we've probably seen the best of Amari Cooper. I think it's unfair. We have to come back to that because that was another quarterback I wanted to talk about. I think it's unfair to say that because I honestly have to say, aside from Devontae Adams, name another receiver, not tight end, receiver who is electrifying with Derek Carr. I really like Hunter Renfro. Yeah, I like he, him too. But he's he, a slot. You know, I mean, we're talking, you know, Devontae Adams is that outside guy. Um, Renfro, though, is not blazing speed like an Edelman. No. That's a big difference. Yeah. 
He's just a good route runner. He's a good route runner. Oh, no, Edelman, Edelman is blazing speed. Either. Blazing speed. Well, like good hands, too. Good hands, I mean, shifty, one of the fast, best. but blazing speed. I one mean, of the greatest receptions you've ever seen in a game, let alone a Super Bowl, against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Right after, uh, oh, man, what's his name? The wide receiver out of Alabama um, made that terrific catch off the sidelines. You guys remember I'm talking about? It turned off most of the Patriots Super Bowls. No, no, no. This was uh, for for the Falcons. He played for the Falcons. Right. Against the Patriots. Against the, the Patriots. Super Bowl. It was the, it was the year that the Falcons lost a 28-point mm-hmm. deficit. But he was, was a marquee wide receiver forever. Wait, Ridley? No, before Calvin Ridley. Oh, Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Yeah. yeah. Made an amazing catch. I mean, like one of the greatest catches ever. And then the next series, Edelman makes an amazing catch mm-hmm. to save the drive, to score a touchdown. Or maybe that would have been a field goal to win the game. But anyway, I digress. We'll come back. I think, I think it's unfair to Amari because he played with Derek Carr, who I don't think is as good as people said he was going to be or thought he was going to be. Devontae Adams is a unicorn. You, he's like DeAndre Hopkins. Bad quarterback will look like a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is throw it within 15 feet of his circumference, of his area, and he'll figure out a way to get it. They also did have a little bit of chemistry from college. I believe Derek Carr and Adams played on the same team in college. Good point. Uh, but, you know, I still agree. Uh, Devontae Adams is is an elite wide receiver. He is one of the best in the league. We'll see if he can maintain it. I mean, now, now we've got... Jimmy G. Jimmy G. All right. And, and he doesn't right. throw the ball down the field. I don't think Devontae Adams is going to have a good season. And Ooh. I don't think so either. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't think so either. And that's where the receiver is now dependent on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And their car is now playing for the Saints. So that was my reservation with Chris Olave because he looks like he's a an upcoming potential Devontae I, Adams. I think he's going to benefit having Carr there because Carr doesn't mind throwing it down the field. Um, whereas Jimmy G does not. So I think Alave is going to have a good year. Oh, okay. That makes me feel better. I, I mean, that's You're what I me think. Up. But I mean, he's going to have a better year than, well, I don't want to say he's going to have a better year than Devontae Adams. But here's the that's other. That's hard to say. But, <laughs> you know, that's like. We will, we will put it on the record and rub it in your face <laughs> next year. Alave had a good season last year with mm-hmm. Jameis Winston and uh, – forget who else was that quarterback there um Taysom Hill poor Taysom Hill man you know did everything the organization asked for him got got the play he didn't get a full year at quarterback but obviously didn't prove that he's the quarterback guy but um Alave still did well with questionable quarterbacks you could argue Mm -hmm. Derek Carr might be a step up so he might benefit from that but at the same time the reservation that I'm talking about who's coming back to play for the Saints Michael Thomas is he coming back to play or is he coming back to? He's playing and he gets hurt a lot, but he hasn't played in like three, four years. Yeah. So I don't know how much of a threat he's going to be, but even still, I'm not I touching mean, Michael Thomas. No. I'm surprised nobody's talking about the Cardinals. They are scurrued. <laughs> well, we'll get there. We're, we're get there. We're moving around the league. Okay. So Chris Olave doesn't sound like you guys mind that pick at all. You think Derek Carr is not that big of an issue, and Michael Thomas, apparently. 
I know how you feel about it. You explain why you feel that way about Michael Thomas. I mean, we've seen it for the last few years now, but he was great for years, and I always wanted to have him on my team. And then as soon as I got him, all of this bullshit started. He's I feel like he's good for two he's been or three. Slugging teams. guys in practice, his attitude. I think his attitude is the biggest problem. I don't think it's necessarily his health or his injury proneness. I think it's his attitude. I, I think he's probably played his share in the league. Uh, be it whether it's pressure from the league, pressure from the teams, the owners, organizations. I just think he's kind of done. So why keep him on the roster? Why not trade him? Well, he's just, well, still got some value, right? Well, yeah, because yeah, of name yeah. recognition and remembering name, yeah. those good years, you're hoping that he's going to come back and produce like that. I think that's why they've been keeping him around. But I think you're right. He handled success. Success can be easy to handle. It's after he got hurt. I think is when all the problems really kind of started and he hasn't been able to come back and I, he's probably frustrated as hell. He fell apart and he's going to be in a coaching system that's way different than the system that helped him out and mm-hmm. Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. But now let's switch gears. I don't think it's fair for Amari Cooper because he played with Derek Carr, didn't do well, looked like he was a draft bust, goes to Dallas, plays with Prescott, tore it up before CeeDee Lamb even got there. Tore it up. CeeDee Lamb started to emerge Dallas is kind of like, oh, I don't think we need both of them. We'll just trade Amari Cooper. Because mm-hmm. CeeDee Lamb's the younger guy. Yep. He goes to to uh, Cleveland and the end of Baker Mayfield's career, the start of Deshaun Watson's career. And, you know, at that time, it was uncertain whether Deshaun would even play. Then he gets suspended for uh, a majority Long of the time. year. <laughs> so is Deshaun Watson the Watson of old, and if he is, I would say Amari Cooper will have a good season. I say give him give him a season, maybe, and if he's not good by then, I don't, do, I don't do know. Do you draft him? Do you draft Amari Cooper and take that risk? That's the question. For you, uh, for fantasy? Um, no. No. So take, don't take that risk, but I think Deshaun, you think Deshaun will have a a legit top 10, top 15 year? Not Who's the other wide receiver on the other side? People, People Jones? They like, does him. he have the weapons? Does he have the, I mean. That's a great They're going to use uh, Najoku like they should? I, oh, man. I, I wish. Love, I love People Jones. Um, Najoku is good, too. So I think he does have weapons. Uh, I don't know that much about their offensive line. Their running game is good. And I don't know about that much about their defense either. So I think he's set up for success um, decently. Okay. And I think uh, Deshaun Watson is a great quarterback. We'll have, Like you said, we'll have to wait and see if that chemistry is there. Because um, he did come back late in the year last year. I felt, I'm trying to remember if I had Cooper on my team last year or not, if it was the year before. Um, But I felt like he did decent when I had him. That might have been two years ago. To answer your question, they do have Donovan Mm Peoples-Jones, who looks like he's a a big-bodied wide receiver. Mm -hmm. But this is going to be a lot of fun. They just, they acquired Elijah Moore. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. right. From the Jets. From the Jets, yeah. So he, he didn't like the Jets organization last year. Remember, he was pushing for a trade, trade mm-hmm. me, trade me, and they didn't do it. Now he's playing for Cleveland. And he's the number two. So he is going to be a high risk, high reward, potentially, under Deshaun Watson. I'll tell you, 
I've got a problem with these guys that have a problem with their team, especially their first team. Like, you just got drafted into the NFL. You're playing professional football. What are you unhappy about? Why can't you get along with the right people, with enough people where you're at to at least make a, make a, make a name for yourself? So I'm not going, I'm not taking Elijah Moore, especially not on Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns. That's, that's just a, that's you, too many strikes for me. Do you like Garrett Wilson? Garrett Wilson, I do. Okay, last year, he bitched and moaned about quarterback, just like Elijah Moore did. When they put in Mike White, they were happy. When they took Mike White out for Wilson, they got pissed and bitched about it. They're both, I would say it remains to be seen on Elijah Moore, but I Garrett mean, Wilson, that was a rookie, was a rookie. Yeah. He's like, I'm a talented wide receiver. I'm going to be good. Chip on the shoulder, okay? Let's not forget that. Wants to wants to compete. He doesn't want to just play and win. Yeah. I mean, play and get paid. He wants to fucking win. And he's pissed because he doesn't have a quarterback that can throw the ball to not just not probably probably because he's like a you know, like cornerbacks they want the ball themselves. You can't get the ball to me. So I I'm going to give Elijah Moore a little leeway there because he got drafted. He's what I think it's like fourth or fifth year. And tell me, well, last time they had a good. A good. Uh, I don't think it's his fourth or fifth year. I think it's maybe his third year. Third um, year, but yeah. Besides Aaron Rodgers, and then they get Aaron Rodgers, and he's probably like, "Oh yeah, things are looking up." Trade. See ya. I, I feel bad for Zach Wilson and Mac Jones, and I think um, Zach Wilson. They both they both won it very much, and Mac Jones is inevitably going to be either replaced by a rookie next season. Or by, uh, what's his name, Zappy? You're, you're yeah. Zappy, yeah. Yeah, and, but um, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is a miracle for Zach Wilson. And if he does not take the chance to learn from him as much as he can while Rodgers is still there, then he's done. But if he does learn from him, I think he will be a great quarterback. Well, I, I like the point you brought up, but you just broke Israel's heart. You crushed Israel over there because he would like to see. I, I had to wipe away a tear, actually. <laughs> like to see Jones. No, I think I think you said it's like so they they drafted Zach Wilson as their number one draft pick like two years ago. Mm-hmm. He doesn't pan out. They bring in a veteran, and what if he? What if Rodgers can develop him into the the number one draft pick that he could be? Because I think that quarterbacks do benefit from sitting on the bench for a couple of years learning, mm-hmm. and Zach Wilson's given that opportunity. So Rodgers retires out. Now you have a very good quarterback, or good maybe not as great as Rodgers, but a good quarterback in Zach Wilson. And then you bring a young guy in and just keep that cycle going, like all the great organizations do. Mm-hmm. But I want to go back to Deshaun Watson, Elijah Moore. Yeah, I, um, I'm not I, betting on Elijah Moore okay. uh, again. He had he was. This is going to be his third season. Um, you say Garrett Wilson was bitching, maybe he was, but he was also producing. Really well. He looked good. This is why you never bring a computer to the. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm waiting to drive Southwest Florida as fastest or whatever. <laughs> he, uh, 
Anyway, um, yeah, go ahead. You, Gary Wilson proved himself last Gary year. Gary Wilson more. proved himself with a bad quarterback. He might have had some things to say about it, and that's fine. But Elijah, Elijah Moore, you know, bitch and complained and didn't do anything. And he, he bitched and complained, but he was also benched. Walked his way out. Yeah, he was benched by the coach. He was he was told he was told they're not going to trade him. And then what they did was they chose not to play him. So yeah. he that's outside of his control. Now, Garrett Wilson didn't ask to be traded. Garrett Wilson didn't, you know, throw such a big stink that he wound up on the bench. Garrett Wilson went out and took the damn job. But he bitched and, and that's complained. what I like. And he, that's what I like about him. My point is he bitched and complained, got an opportunity to show what he could do. Uh-huh. Elijah Moore bitched and complained and wasn't even allowed to play to show what he could do. Why? Because he was asking for a trade. Garrett Wilson didn't ask for a trade. The guy shows what he can do. All of a sudden, that trade possibility, we all, we all, Taylor, Jonathan Taylor is in that same boat. He's not happy with the contract. He's bitching and complaining about it too. Pressuring for a trade. Name recognition, showing what he can do, forced to trade. Elijah Moore doesn't even get to play, can't show what he can do, can't really force a trade. But he may have been in a good situation because he's, if he's going to succeed and be the receiver he says he can be, he will show that with a good – you got to say he's, Deshaun Watson's got to be in the top 20, right? I, I would think so. Like what I remember about him, you know, before he was suspended and everything for so long, had all that trouble, uh, arm strength is ridiculous. He's a bit of a gunslinger though. I mean he'll throw it up there and he gets intercepted. But he's kind of that hybrid as well, where he can tuck the ball and get some yardage on his on his with his feet. Um, I, I, you know what? It's going to be interesting um, to see now that he's kind of back. He'll be in football shape um, from the get go, um, and he's already played with Cooper for part of the year, and now with Moore in there, that that could change the offense. They could become and Nick Chubb in the backfield. Yeah. They lose Hunt. I think that hurts them. Honestly, where did Hunt go? Hunt hasn't signed yet. Hasn't signed yet. He's still shopping. Oh, really? I think that. Um, Welcome to New England. <laughs> I think that uh, Deshaun and Elijah Moore are going to have probably not going to have a good season right away. I think um, the season after this one, if they don't do good. Um, this season, I think you draft a new quarterback, have him learn from Watson's mistakes because mistakes are inevitable, and maybe learn from his success as well. And you just keep on going. Yeah, I think we talked about windows earlier, and I think both Cooper's and Deshaun's is starting to close. But that's what I was going to ask a second ago. Does the time that Watson took off, because remember, he played as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Rodgers played five years after he was drafted. Does that time make them better? Does Watson better because he hasn't played in the last couple of years? Hasn't gotten hurt, could just learn how to play. The time that Zach Wilson's going to have off under Rodgers, will that make him better? I, I think that's a possibility when it comes to quarterback. You can reflect about the mistakes you made, the positions you were put in. You can learn from other players and make it, you may, he may be even better. Well, in those conversations that he'll get to have with Rodgers about decisions that he makes, like, hey, why did you decide to go here instead of here? You know, he's going to have those conversations and, like you said, those reflections to grow from um, that he can then uh, apply. But does Deshaun grow? 
Who's the coach in Cleveland? Couldn't name, couldn't name him. He's a young guy, I believe. And he's been there. It's like his second, third year. Yeah, I think for Deshaun, he's got plenty of years that he could produce and play well. Sure. It is just a matter of, like you said, has he learned? Is he going to be uh, – is he going to show the, the football IQ enough? And I think – I'd like to think so. I think quarterback – time away to learn is more valuable than it is for any other position. I think you had a patient telling you about this the other day, didn't you? What's that? Taking time where you don't, where you do something and you don't really do it real good, but then you don't do it for a while. Then you try it again and you can actually do it better than you did it before. That's right. She was talking about the skip it. I remember that. I just remember the name of it. The skip it the is what we it. called it. She called it the jingle jump. The oh, thing yeah. that goes on your ankle and you swing <laughs> it around and you step over it. I could not. I literally had just... Hit me as I said it, the skip it. That's what we called it. Yeah, yeah. But I think for quarterback, that that makes a difference. Wide receiver, because you could say the same thing about Michael Thomas and Calvin Ridley. I think it actually hurts them. Yeah, I agree. Because that yeah. window closing, you're talking about that window closing on your speed. and on, you know. But a quarterback, I think it literally comes down to, to brains, to, to that decision. And not that they don't have brains, but – the brain, the decisions, the decisions, the reads, the, the, the more you can read, the more you can see, the more you can digest, the better off you are. Yeah. All right. Let's skip from that. Russell Wilson. Good year. Next. No, no. I hope so. I hope he's healed. I hope so. Because I, beyond football player, I have a positive view of him as a human being. So I kind of want to root for him. I don't, you know, uh, when he went to Denver, I was excited for him because yeah. I thought that'd be a, a, a good chance uh, for him. And then, you know, he played through that injury basically all season. Um, and he wasn't himself. And I think he's getting a lot of, um, you know, trash talked about him because of it. So I'd like to see him come back, have a good year. Um, will he be Russell Wilson of old? Probably not because he's what, what, um, Season is this for him? How long has he been? Broncos country, deep. let's ride. He's deep. Yeah, him he's and Cousins, deep. him and Kirk Cousins are in about. I've been in it the same length of time. Mm -hmm. And watching them play last year, I saw a lot of drops too. Yeah, like Jerry Judy, I think is a talented receiver, but I see him drop the ball a lot. Cortland Sutton, he gets hurt. Is Sutton somewhere else? I thought he went somewhere else. No, I think he's, he's still for the Broncos. Still in the Broncos. But mm -hmm. my my, so I drafted Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. Because I thought he was going to have a chance to prove that he wasn't a product of Pete Carroll's system and that he could succeed, especially with the weapons that he had. It didn't work. So, and then I, then I heard the same thing. I love this character. Then I heard, I've heard a number of times, and I don't know how true this is, that he, that's a facade. He, you know, when he's outside the camera, he's a different person, mm. which really shocked the hell out of me. And I don't want to think that way. Because I, I do like that character. That being said, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him largely because I like to see him succeed because I still think he's a, kind of a good person and he's got weapons. But also because we're friends with Coach Mike Westhoff. I absolutely want to see. Yeah, I think he's going to do better. He's assistant head coach the coaching now. is going to make a huge difference for him in Denver. I'm not going to draft Russell Wilson for my team. I let him do what he does on his own. 
But uh, yeah, I'd like to see him do good. I, I can't I wait so. till we. I can't wait till we talk to Coach again. I'm going to bring all this shit up again. Listen, if anybody can help Russell Wilson figure it out, figure it out. That's right. Hell and yeah. Give him a and, and help him develop. It's Sean Payton and Mike Westoff. Mike Westoff's going to be like, listen here. I know you hurt your shoulder, but I had fucking cancer. Yeah. <laughs> my my leg broke so many times. I don't even have all the bone in my leg. This is mostly metal. You know? Like, I, Listen, Mike Westhoff's going to get him where he needs to go. And then he's going to take him shark fishing. <laughs> okay? And scare the shit out of Russell Wilson. <laughs> no, no. That's, I, why, that's why we never went shark fishing, because Ray was scared as shit of going out on the boat. Yeah, you don't mess with monsters. I'll go out there. Let's go. So, okay, move on from him. I, I do think that Russell benefited from Pete Carroll's system. And I think I'm Pete Carroll air on real quick, guys. It's getting real hot in here. All right. I think Pete Carroll is a better coach than we ever thought. And I think that what you see with Geno Smith, the success that he's had, isn't only because of the time he's spent on the bench learning the game, but it's the time that 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 um Carroll has spent with him to develop him. And also Gene Geno Smith is not that different from Russell Wilson when you look at a quarterback that can run, keep the play alive, make the throws down the field to some targets. Yeah, got the arm. Yeah. So you agree that maybe that yeah. system. And I mean, Pete Carroll is a great coach. Uh, I remember when he was at the Patriots for a couple of years, he was kind of the scapegoat, you know, well, I think. Always bring it back to the Patriots. And, uh, you know, and I remember when he left, I thought, why are we getting rid of him? You know, it is what it is. You know, I'm just a fan. I'm not in the front office. But um, I think he's one of those coaches that, like you said, can develop players. Um, and he does that through relationships. I think he's one of those coaches that knows his guys, you know, and they all love him. You can see it. Well, um, maybe Wilson and him may have had some issues, mm -hmm. apparently. But I think you're right. Maybe Carol put, knows how to push the buttons a little bit to get them to perform a bit better. And we talk about development. Yeah. I think he's one of those coaches that can do that. That can not just, you know, see the talent, say, oh yeah, that's a talented player, but or they see he can see the potential and work with them to get there. But and you think, look at you look at his history and bringing in quarterbacks from USC, not I mean, they're all they were all backups. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm surprised that we're not talking about the Broncos defense. Not I mean, yet. We're, we're gonna get there. No. All right, is Brock Purdy back? <laughs> yes. You think the Niners are going to be as bit as every bit as good as they were last year, if not better? I think they're going to be better. I think Brock Purdy is going to come back. I think he is their quarterback. I think he's going to be one of the guys. He may not go elite this year. Maybe, maybe I just love uh, uh, an underdog story, but let's go, Mister Irrelevant. You've shown us what you can do. You've got talent around you. You've got coaching behind you. Let's do it. Is he the new Tom Brady? Yes. That's what you're saying? I want to see, yeah. I want to see new Tom Brady. Uh, I love, I just, uh, I don't know. I love the story, I guess. Trey Lance is there, ready to go. Jimmy G is there doing whatever, modeling. And all of a sudden, Brock Party comes up and says, listen, you guys can't go. Watch this. Just slings it. I NFC think, Championship. I think Mahomes is the next, is the next uh, Brady. I think Purdy is the next 
what should we call it? Uh, Aaron Aaron Rodgers. Okay. All right. So one Super Bowl. At least one Super Bowl. <laughs> At least Maybe. one. Aaron might get two. I mean, Aaron has shown so far to be, I mean, classic Brett Favre. I mean, he's following his footsteps in every single manner. He got one Super Bowl, should have uh, won more, stop right and then there. he goes to the Jets. Better, better than Brett Favre. Won a Super Bowl without a running game, won it without a superior defense. Say what you want. Has less, has thrown more touchdowns with less interceptions. One Super Bowl. Same yeah, because they Super never Bowls. put a team around him. Same number of Super Bowls. They never put a team around him. Well, he might win another one with the Jets. If not this year, probably next year. But my point is, God, is he's thrown less interceptions than Brett Favre. That's a big difference. Of course he's thrown less interceptions. Brett Favre holds the record for the most interceptions in the league. Okay. So, <laughs> I can't argue with that. That's my Brett Favre is also on the top of the list of most touchdown passes yes. for a career. But he's a gunslinger. A gunslinger, yeah. for sure. And Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is a gunslinger, but he's a little smarter. A little, a little more careful. And very, and very efficient. And you don't know what I'm talking about. Hard knocks. Great show. Um, all right. So, Purdy, potentially the next Tom Brady. That's what you like to I say. I like Brock Purdy. And Tom Brady is in a Tom Brady story. He comes up from nowhere off the bench, takes a team to, well, Tom Brady won the Super Bowl, but. So we got to tell that story. So Mike, Coach Mike Westoff, the game that knocked out Drew Bledsoe was against the Jets. Yes, it was. That's right. Mike Westoff was on that coaching staff. He said that when the, right before the game started, you know, the coaches get together, hey, how you doing, blah, blah, blah. They're talking to Belichick, and Belichick says, I'm going to be fucking fired this year. They're like, why? Oh, because we don't have a, a spit of talent in this team, and it's going to be ugly. It's not, we're not going to do well. All right, this is like 2002, 2003, or some, somewhere around there? Yeah, it was 2002. Uh, 2000. It was the first Super Bowl oh, yeah. year. It was 2001. It was after September 11th. Yeah. So, so the 2001, 2002. They, they do their, you know, they, they, hey, how you doing? They leave thinking that Belichick, he's pissed because he doesn't have a good team, no talent. And then... Bledsoe gets knocked out, knocked off of the sidelines with an injury. And then Brady comes in and does pretty well, but they still lose the game. And Westoff says, he looks over at Edwards, I think it was Edwards, um, at the coaching staff, and they go, they I, almost simultaneously, they go, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> he is good. And then they, they, like, walked away. And that was Tom Brady. And Belichick didn't even know what he had. Until, until he was on the field. Until he won the Super. Well, I would even say maybe until they won the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm, I, I like to see Brock Purdy do that well. I like that other dog story too. But I think it's going to be hard. Patrick Mahomes is right now. He's right now the goat. Patrick is the goat. Yeah. And like Tom Brady, he's redefining the game. Don't throw it across the field. Don't throw it across the field. Sidearm. Oh shit! He made a great play. Don't throw it with your left hand. You're not even left-handed. Don't throw the ball on the run when you're about to get tied when somebody's at your ankles for a touchdown. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is just a different breed of quarterback that none of the other guys have shown to have yet. We, we've got our running and the guys that can run and throw, but Patrick is, is just an overall magician, like more than anybody's ever shown And before. he can do one thing that nobody else has ever been able to do as quarterback or any player in the league. I don't know if you've seen this. When he takes his helmet off, 
his hair pops back up in the position, just like it was before he put it on. He's, I don't know uh, how he does that. He says he's going to have a new hairdo this year. Oh, I want to see it. Yeah. I think the explanation for all this magic is a very well-known fact is baseball. Baseball. Without baseball, I don't think he'd be half as good as he is. And his dad played in the MLB. I think I'm pretty sure he he was almost a pitcher in the mm-hmm. MLB. So I think baseball is a huge part of it. Certainly, with the different angles of the throwing with the football and stuff. Yeah, definitely. I think you're right about yeah, that. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure he's a shortstop, and when you look at the shortstops, they're always like this. It looks like they're throwing sidearm, but they're really just bent over. They're sideways throw an overhand. Mm-hmm. They throw it that way because it allows for a rise on the ball. And that's why he can run and throw at the same time. Because what does a shortstop have to do? Mm-hmm. Have to run, throw off the back foot to first base. Yeah. So he learned a skill from, you know, his dad uh, was a pitcher. And Mahomes played shortstop. But anyway, moving on from him. Is Kyle Murray going to have a good year? No. Kyler? Kyler no. Murray? Kyler Murray. I'm yeah. giving. Uh, I'm gonna give credit to all the players on the Cardinals for making it to the pros, but they, <laughs> they are the worst team in the pros. They they are screwed. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have. They 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 got rid of Hopkins. Hopkins is gone. Murray's injured. They are screwed. They're done. What's Murray's injury? I don't, I don't think he has an injury right now. His feelings. His feelings. They're pretty hurt. I don't know if he has a wide receiver that can make him look like the elite quarterback that he's being paid for. Yeah. But, but DeAndre's also, and, you know, he played half the year last year. And he's on the downside. And they got rid of their coach, Kingsbury. Is it Kingsbury? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I thought he did a good job. I can only think of two players on that team. Yeah, and I, I feel bad for Connor because I think he's down. He's going downhill too. Because he's the only other one I can think of, but he doesn't have a team around him either. Right. I think they're just like the Dolphins used to be. Right after that Marino era, they they just went downhill. It took them that long to get back up and get to the playoffs. Think about it took like thirty years for them to get to another playoff appearance. Am I right? It was before you were born. That was a great thirty years. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to wide receivers. We all we, we don't have to relive it or anything like that. We know Tyreek Hill is going to be good. Is he first-round uh, draft-worthy for He's fantasy? First-round draft-worthy. Okay. Yeah. Waddle. Second-round. Second-round. Yeah. yeah, early pick, yeah. I think Waddle has a better year this year, too. I think Waddle is going to be the guy that gets the, the receptions, the targets. Um, and I think he's a guy that's going to catch and bring him down and then make plays. Tyreek is just going to make plays. I mean, he's going to be wide open all the time, as usual. Well, he only has one or two more years left before he's done. He's already said it. I think he said he's retiring, like, after this season. So, Mike Evans. Well, um, that all depends on Baker, I think. No, Uh, it depends on Baker, but where is he in the draft? mm. His stock has fallen. Yeah, Mike Evans is going to be his way down there. He's way in the draft. Yeah, he's if he pops up after I've got everything I need, right? You know, that might, that might be the old dark horse pick. What about um, Godwin? Same. Yeah, I don't. I don't really trust the the Tampa Bay offense quarterback situation. Yeah, 
Calvin Ridley's in the top 10 for the uh, wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Is that justified? Coming off of a two-year layoff? Uh, I think not so much. I don't, maybe, I don't know about top 10, maybe top 15. I know that now that now that's you know nitpicky. But I think he can play. Like uh, He's fast. He's got great hands. And I just don't think he was in a really good position the last couple of years. Um, I, think, I think this is going to be a good year for him. I think Peterson got a steal with him. Absolutely. And he'll make or break them, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I think he'll, he'll, he'll have a good year and revitalize that organization. But if he doesn't, if he's a bust, that's almost, it's almost just like starting over. What do you think? I think he does well. Um, I don't know if he's going to put up top 10 numbers. He might be close. Like he said, top 15 maybe, top 20. But I, I do think he has a. I do think he does a pretty good job this year. I think he handled everything the, the right way, taking time off. Um, of course, he had to get ahead of his what potential suspension for gambling. But yep. um, <clears throat> I still think I like that move. Uh, step down, take the time. Thielen. He's now with the the Panthers. I think it all depends on Bryce Young. I think Miles Sanders is going to be okay. I just think that they're from all different teams. It's, a, it's an entirely new lineup. I think they just got to get used to each other. Bryce Young, it's his first year. And Thielen's, Thielen, is, uh, he's used to playing with Cousins. I don't know. Uh, um, if he's playing in the slot with those for, uh, I think, those short, quick catches – and I think that is usually good for a young quarterback. So, you know, we might see we might see a little bit of a resurgence for him, um, depending. And I'm a huge uh, Miles Sanders uh, fan. I'm glad he is him. out of Philly. I think he'll get more touches. I think they're going to rely on him more. Yep. But I think uh, losing DJ Moore mm-hmm. was a big miss. And I don't know if Adam Thielen's going to be the Thielen of old. I agree. I don't think Thielen's going to be the Thielen devolved. I don't think he's going to have a significant amount of touchdowns, but I think he's going to get some catches. I think he's going to be a good receiver for Bryce Young to play with because he's a veteran. He's very smart, and he knows how to help the quarterback out. And I think that's his best value. Where are you at on Drake London? You had him last year. You like him this year? Oh, man. Um that's a tough one. I, I don't really know what to think of uh, of them. Um, who's their quarterback now? Marcus Mariota. No, no, no Mariota's no. on the Eagles. No, it's uh, Ritter. Yeah, it's Desmond it Ritter. Desmond Ritter. And they brought they drafted another a younger quarterback too, I believe. Or they brought hmm. another one, but I think they're going to go with Ritter this year. Yeah, I did not see what I wanted to see out of London last year. Um, I was hopeful that with anybody throwing the ball, he would have been a standout. Same thing with their tight end. I I just don't know what the hell is going on he down gets, there in Atlanta. He, Pitts gets hurt. London, I think he had some good games, didn't he? Had he? some good games, but not enough. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a high draft prospect. I don't think Pitts is either. Mm-hmm. The first year coming out of college, he was a high draft. Yeah. And I never saw that. But I, because I didn't trust a quarterback. I, you know, Marcus Mariota. I don't think. I think he was a bust. The Falcons in general are just going to be like last year. It's not going to be 
not not going to be anything new, even with Bijan, unless he turns out to be a stud right away. They've got him ranked in the top ten. Bijan, rookie, a rookie running back, rookie running back on a very run heavy team. Mm-hmm. So they're just automatically placing him at the top of their depth chart. Yep, and going to run the heck out of him apparently. But they've still got what Cordero Patterson. Yep, uh, they've still got another running back. I forgot who. I was hoping uh, you would mention uh, Aguilar. Yeah, Aguilar. I was hoping you wouldn't mention Cordero Patterson because he might still be a sleeping fantasy option off the waiver wire. Yeah, I think with everything that's going on now in Atlanta, he's gotten older. They do have a new rookie plus Algier last year. Tyler Algier, Algier looked year. really good. Um, yeah. So he, you know, he might have some value at some point, but I, I late, late, late round draft. All right. Late so is George draft. Pickens going to be? Uh, a good pick. Yes. Uh oh. <laughs> yes. You got some feelings for Pickens. Um, him and what's what's, what's the quarterback's name? Uh, Pickett. Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Pickett is going Pickett. to be the next. Uh, what am I thinking? Of? Antonio. Uh, no, not Antonio. I'm talking about Kenny Pickett and so Keep Kenny up, right? Pickett and George Pickens are going to be a great duo. Um, I think they are going to be better eventually, not this season. I think eventually they're going to be better than the Cal Murray and DeAndre Hopkins duo. It's He's a young kid. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Hey! Uh, <laughs> stop telling everybody my strategy. Um, it's okay to talk about this, but you have to wait until after we draft. You know, I wanted to go to that, though, actually. He brought up DeAndre Hopkins. He's out. He's out of the first round, you right? You say, right? I don't know why he chose to go to Tennessee because I thought he could have a choice in his teams, and he would have. I, I thought it made sense for him to go to Cleveland. Amari Cooper, DeAndre Hopkins, Elijah Moore, <laughs> right? <laughs> with Deshaun Watson, a quarterback he knew and could pick up the system, but he went with Tanny Boy and King Henry. Uh, does he have? The uh, he's still, I still think he's a great wide receiver. I think he's going to have a few good games, um, hopefully more, but I don't know. They don't have anybody else to throw the ball to. No. Well, I think that's why he chose to go there. Might be personally. I thought he cares Hop- about fantasy. Yeah. Thank you. Well, <laughs> he he cares about. He likes to get the ball. He got. He likes method. to be the one that gets the ball, and I think he decided there because he's like, there's nobody else. When um, you're that good, you of course. But he got my messages. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, just imagine you have King Henry, DeAndre Hopkins. What the hell are you going to do? My, mm-hmm. my only concern is Tannehill. He's decent. I think he's fallen a little bit. So I think that uh, Will Levis will come in maybe next year and start his career like that. That's if they're not sold on Malik Wallace. Willis, I'm sorry, Malik Willis. But at the same time, he's the type of receiver you don't have to be perfect with. Right. Just get the ball within 15 feet of his grasp, mm-hmm. and he'll get it. And then he'll make something happen. But okay, so we're, we're still good on him, right? Um, he's safe to have on your team to start the season. I was wondering. I give up a lot of picks for him, but. We talked about the Jets a little bit. We talked. Who's a receiver for uh, the Giants? 
Cricket. Is that his name? Ooh. Or is that what Crickets. you just heard? Crickets. Who are they? Saquon Barkley? Well, I know they picked up Waller. For Waller, tight end. there you go, yep. Who is the wide receiver? Cricket is the guy in the stands. Yeah, I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they have the same guys from last year, which are like mediocre. Oh, no, no. Didn't they get... Um, no, Tony's gone. What's his name? He's gone. He's at KC. Yeah. There is somebody, oh. though. I can't think of who it is. No, I wanted to talk about that. Oh, gosh. What's his? He's from Florida. Huh? Kadarius Tony? Yeah. Yeah. How good is Kadarius Tony going to be? Is he is he uh, Casey's uh, new Tyreek Hill? No, that's Sky Moore. Uh, but I think he was. Oh, the guys we like. <laughs> we got to draft against these guys a little bit. Is that two O's and an E more? Write that one down. <laughs> is he trying to throw us off some of the guys over there? We said it. We said Kadarius, no. Let's talk about Kadarius more. Tony. Okay. Kadarius Tony, that's the guy. <laughs> is he the new Tyreek Hill? He certainly has talent. There's no doubt about it. I don't know if he can stay on the field all year, though. Right. I think that's his issue. I think he's um, injury prone. And he's with Reed. Reed's going to use that yeah. talent. And and that's the thing. With a lot of these guys, we're going to see them. They're going to have games where they're going to um, just be ridiculous. And then they're going to get hurt and be out for a couple of weeks. And then they'll come back and we'll throw them back in. Like um, I think he's one of those types of players you can't. I wouldn't personally take him very early um, in the in the draft be, because of that. Um, he's going to be, you know, on and off the field. I, that's what my personal belief is. But. Now, I also think high risk, high reward. Chicago will move up this year. Mm-hmm. And I think Fields has a, has a wide receiver roster that he could really benefit from. I think Mooney's going to be, he's comfortable with Mooney. He's a blazer. Throw it down the field. But now he's got Clay Chesspool. I mean, uh, Chase Claypool. Chase is a possession receiver. He can play. He's a big kid too. Like, isn't he like six four? He's he's huge. He's he's kind of like DeAndre Hopkins. Just get it towards him. He'll make it something happen. He'll come up with the ball and he'll make a play afterwards. But aside from that, they not only have Chase and they only have uh, Rooney. They have DJ Moore. Yeah, I was just gonna say DJ Moore's there too. So. If Justin Fields doesn't succeed, you're kind of like, oh, you know. So I think those are some sleepers. Amon Ra, everybody loves him now. I thought he was good when he came out. But we kind of knew that because we watched him in USC and we uh, had some insight from his uncle about how good he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going to see an emergence of Christian Watson. And the person I think is gonna that's better than Christian Watson is going to be Romeo Dobbs. I'm not saying that because I drafted him last year. Mm-hmm. If he stays healthy, he's got the speed, he's got the route running ability, and he's got the hands. And I think he's going to help Jordan Love out a lot. I agree with that. Listen, I have not seen I have not seen him play, so I don't know what he can do. But until he proves himself, um, I'm not going for him. He proved himself last year with Rodgers. He was the only guy that Rodgers trusted. And besides Alan Lazard. And then he hurt his ankle, and he was pretty much done for the rest of the year as a rookie. Mm-hmm. He's 6'2", 6'3". 
He's blazing fast. Christian Watson, everybody gave him a lot of love. They're giving him a lot of love this year too. Yeah, they are. But he dropped a lot of passes last year with Rodgers as his quarterback. quarterback. So Rodgers didn't trust him. Now he's got Jordan Love. He may have made a step up, but I think Romeo Dobbs. I and, and I'm just a fan of the like. If you're going to give me Heinz Ward, I love Heinz Ward. I love the guy that's going to catch it every almost every time you throw it to him. Yeah. I'd rather oh, have that than somebody who's blazing fast and can't catch. But um, I all right, say Heinz is probably one of my favorite receivers of all time. Yeah, I mean Jerry Rice number one, Heinz Ward is probably number two. God, he could play football. I love his attitude too. Yeah. Like when that man spoke to you know to the media and stuff, yeah. and he talked about playing football. Loved it. Oh man! And whenever you needed a clutch play, yeah, you're throwing it to Ward. Mm-hmm. He's he's gonna make it happen. He's. I just I appreciate those. I don't think those type of receivers get as much love as they should. All right, moving on from that. Uh, are there any other? Oh. I know you're high in this guy, OBJ. OBJ is he still? How good league? is he going to be? Is he still playing? Who's he playing? Or where's he at? Oh come on! Don't be coy over there. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, you love it. Oakland? it. He's playing for Baltimore. Baltimore. He's going up against Chase and Pickens. Yeah. And, so and uh, Cooper. I don't know. I. I love him, but I hate him. I don't know. It's, you know <laughs> he ain't coming on my team. <laughs> whenever, oh. whenever I have him on my team, he always says crap. And then when he's on somebody else's, he is amazing. So, no, no, no for me. I think he was great with the uh, Giants, but I don't, I don't trust him on any other team, especially on the Ravens. Maybe he should go back to the Giants. They. They've got they've got about five receivers on the fourth page, third page of receivers. I've been lo- I've been looking for them. We got Jalen Hyatt, which looks like they're wide receiver number one, maybe. Then we go down. I don't even I don't even know because I never heard of him. Isaiah Hodgkins. Hodgkins. We don't need no stake in Hodgkins. Darius Slayton, who's their veteran now. Uh, alongside another veteran that they have here is, oh no, he's not a veteran, but Wandale Robinson coming back for a second year. Sterling Shepard still on the Sterling team. Sterling Shepard, yeah. Yeah, he's our other veteran there. Yeah, we don't, let's let's move on from that. We have so <laughs> yeah. much time. Uh, what about, hold on, wait a minute. There's, what about Juju? Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster? Yeah. I was wondering oh, no, what you were going to ask it, about He's that. in the Patriots. Yeah. He's on the Patriots, yeah. Oh, a, I see what you're doing. We got a, a we got a a wide receiver now for for I'm, Mac to throw to. I'm pretty sure you had a couple down for the last few years. <laughs> we're we're more about the run game. You know that's interesting because the Patriots pick him up, and you saw the Chiefs trade him. They didn't even make a qualm about it. One year with them, trade him. Do they? Do they know something? Is Juju on the on the slide down? Was he ever as good as people thought he could have been? Yeah, that's a good question. Because, well, I mean, I remember he looked good when he was um, in Pittsburgh. What was that because of Brown? Brown? Yeah. Yeah. So we've got Juju Smith at 111, probably overall. I'm on the wide receivers page. The next 
then we've got Jacoby Myers separated by one player between Juju and Jacoby, who's now on Las Vegas. And that guy is none other than Michael Thomas. That's right. So I'll take either one of those guys, Juju or Jacoby, over Mike, Mike, Mike Thomas. Um, you're, and I'll, you're and so I'll probably, honestly, I'd probably go with Jacoby. I don't think you need another receiver. You have Justin Jefferson. That's a that's an interesting fair point. Who's even more of the number one guy in a weaker division? You could draft those other uh, New York uh, wide receivers. I, and I'm you'd thinking be about going yeah. for. Uh, I mean, I had Wandale last year for a little bit, but um, yeah, whatever. Danny Dimes, throw me, throw me a dozen. I think I think it's fair to say that Chase is still the legit number two. If if Joe Joey can stay healthy on the field. Yeah. Uh, what I want to say is, what the f- happened to T. Higgins? He was my keeper last year, and I didn't get the value that I thought I was going to get from him. What third, second, second? He's their second string second guy? receiver. Yeah. yeah, and he the guy can the guy again. He's a sure-handed wide receiver. Yeah, you just got to give him some targets. Yeah, and those targets are eaten up by Chase. Mm-hmm. And I think Boyd Boyd is the third guy, and he's not bad. But he's not going to get the looks. Yeah, they're just getting the crumbs that are left over. Yeah. When you've got such a standout superstar like like Jamar Chase, it's going to be hard for you to get the ball around. Before Chase was as good as he is or showed it, I mean, you can you, you Joey spread the ball around, but now you know that Chase is the guy. It's going to be it's going to be like if Jamar Chase played for the Chiefs or when Tyreek Hill was on the Chiefs. Who else? I mean, or, or Travis Kelsey is kind of a different story, but yeah, but I don't know. Like on the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill was like, who was the next if guy? Not Tyreek Hill, or um, who was the next guy that was, was on the level? There was all just carousel of guys. But T. Higgins is not. Uh, One day it's going to be this guy. The next day it's going to be the other guy. Tyreek gets his, and then somebody else is going to get a big game with two touchdowns and a hundred yards. I think you put T. Higgins Same on thing. another team. Oh yeah, I he think could, he does he very well. It. Yeah, does even he more. Yeah. Shows it. Go to Jets. Go to the Jets. Hey, uh, yeah. what happened to Midkiff? Midcalf. Midcalf and uh, Keenan Allen. I think Williams is going to surpass Keenan Allen this year, which is strange because they've, they've he's been in the league for quite some time. I disagree. Uh, I also, you don't disagree. think so? You think yeah. Herbert likes Allen? I think I think Allen has more. Um, because they're both physically about the same. I just think Allen has more, I don't know how to put it. More upside? Yeah, but his his attitude or work ethic, maybe? There's something that he does that makes him They better. both get hurt yeah, at the right. same rate. But Mike Williams is another, he's a Clemson boy. Mm-hmm. He's a possession receiver. He's a Heinz Ward kind of guy. And he, he scores touchdowns. You throw it to him in the end zone, he's coming down right. with it. Allen, he'll catch you down the field. And then he'll have to get off for the next series because he's hurt. Yeah, these guys are tough. These guys are they're, they're tough to roster. Love them, but they can't. Like they're just not able to put up those numbers so, throughout the season. Not dependable. That's yeah. why I wouldn't take them early. Yeah, I would you take, take Metcalf early? Um, I would take Metcalf. Um, I think he's fallen off. Last year he fell off. Later, he, actually, but he had a good. He actually ended up having a pretty good season last year. He's a, he's in the top fifteen. I think he does even better this year. 
I like Tyler Lockett a lot mm-hmm. in his blazing speed, but I do like Midcalf. I think he's fast and he's physical and he's big and just a big target. Second year with Geno Smith, I think he does more. I agree. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna have a good year. You, you and I to, think he's more dependable than Keenan Allen as far as injury wise. You know, if we're talking Midcalf, yeah. Yeah. Um, if we're talking injuries, he's on the field a lot more. He doesn't tend to get hurt. Um, but I'd say what, Metcalf is probably what third round if he falls yeah. that way. You know. Yeah, I think he could be. Allen's probably. I wouldn't look at him before the fourth or fifth just because of that on on off field. I want to take safe players in the beginning, people yeah. that I can count on uh, to be on that field every week. You know who I thought was going to be a huge player last year for me. And very dependable was Debo. Mm. How did that work out? He was on and off, wasn't he? I mean, I had Russell Wilson, Debo, Debo Samuel, with a DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. And I'm in the bottom of the draft. I mean, it, terrible. Mm-hmm. But you I are thought, the bottom of the draft, aren't you? Yeah, but I thought no, Debo. Just, the, the he's one up. He's one up from the yeah. bottom. No. But Debo, I thought oh, yeah. Debo You're was right. going to. I thought he was going to have a stellar year last year. Yeah. And he did it because he's the guy who you can he can he can run as a running back yeah. and he can catch and he's physical and he's fast and I, just, I don't know how long you can run your running back out of the backfield like that before the before the league catches on. Yeah, but that was only one year. Yeah, and he did it the so year before. Takes. I think he's going to get another year. Well, he's so I don't know. Debo Samuel is so dynamic, right. and so they use him in a lot of different ways. And he doesn't um, get the touches though. He doesn't. He doesn't always need him though. Ayuk looked really good last year too. Plus, they added McCaffrey. So Ayuk Ayuk started to emerge. Yeah, he looked better. He's better than I thought he was. Well, also different quarterback, right? You have Jimmy G. Right. You're moving away from Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. So you you have quarterbacks that are a little bit more accurate, a little bit more precise. They want those truer receivers. Debo is one of those guys. He got hurt last year, but. You don't with Debo. He's another guy. You don't have to be perfect with. He'll mm-hmm. catch it. And I think Ayuk is like a, a Debo light. He can do similar stuff. He's shifty. Uh, you can use him in different places. I think he drops the ball a little bit more. But um, he, I think he emerged more of a team player last year because that that first or second year is this his third year in or his fourth? Debo, I think it's his fourth. Um, what about Ayuk? It's I want to say third. that's also like his fourth. I want to say third or fourth. Yeah, they're, I think they're separated by a year. But I think he was – I felt like he was unhappy uh, in the beginning. And that – remember he got benched for a while? Um, Ayuk? And, yeah. And well, I mean, think about it. They're young receivers coming out of college. They want to play. And this is the example I was talking about with the Jets. They want to win. They don't want to just play and pay, uh, get paid. And they don't have a quarterback that can throw the ball to them. Yeah, and I think he was a bit immature, and he probably voiced its concerns in a way that pissed some people off. So they're like, hey, you need to sit down on the bench until you learn how to be a team player. And I think that happened last year. I think he kind of matured. Kind of. I'm going to go. I think it's interesting. You just made me think of something. We're talking about coaches who are very player-specific. They're only going to play their guys. Quarterbacks can be like that, too. This is what? His third year. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks are the same way, right? Rodgers looks like he's that kind of guy. He either trusts you or he doesn't. Yeah. Garoppolo, I think, might be that same guy. Because Debo did very well when Garoppolo was was quarter was quarterback in that team. The moment they brought in Trey Lance and Purdy, that's when you saw the emergence. You saw less Kittle, less Debo, more Ayuk. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then also they brought in CMC. And then, you know, so, you know, without Garoppolo throwing the ball to just Debo or Kittle, mm-hmm. you're going to see it spread around more often, which is good. A, good for them because that's what a good quarterback does. Right. And there's a lot of mouths to feed in San Francisco. Yeah. I mean. They're not con- they're not concerned about fantasy football. I'll tell you, they want to win the Super Bowl, so they're not going to do us. They're not going to hand us any favors and say, "Yeah, we're going to use Debo like crazy." Yeah. We're going to use them all. The only the only one I think honestly is going to be McCaffrey until he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was hopefully one of the he problems. stays healthy. Maybe that was one of the problems they didn't use Debo enough, where he could have been that dynamic player to you know to get more yards and score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe. but okay. So you said you're going to get Hunter Renfro. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. He's probably going Later back on. for Gabe Davis. Please. Can, can, well, I mean, he, he had a, a bad year last year, but I'm a, I'm a, swinging you're, back You're going to pick up Braxton Burials because he plays for the Dolphins now, right? No. No, he's like their fourth string. No, I'm not doing that. But I feel like Gabe Davis is one of those guys where if you need him, he'll show up. He's not, um, not going to get as many uh, targets as you want him to. But I think he's still reliable. I needed him a lot last year and (laughs) was not given very much in the need. All right. So we know CMC is going to be at the top of the chart. Austin's going to be at the top of the chart. Who comes after that? Henry. King Henry, yeah. King Henry. Even even though King Henry... doesn't he's, catch the ball very he's much. Ranked, he's ranked number 10, and I'm surprised that Bijan Robinson is above him. I mean, that's that's a very bold statement. I feel like I feel like Henry will run the ball till his legs fall off, and he will pile through guys like a, a derby, whatever. I don't, I don't know. Like a plow, like a, like yeah. a truck. Mm-hmm. I, I think Yahoo's you're right. Who's got Derrick Henry at 18? I don't. I do not understand. Yeah, they don't have him high, very high right now. I think it's because of that foot injury. Yeah. And when you're dealing with the foot, for wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs, you're kind of like, uh, crap, mm-hmm. Liz Frank, right? But um, my question is, Bijan Robinson, is he that good? Because he's he's number three. He's the guy. That's I'm afraid. Behind. I'm afraid that's what I'm going to be looking at with the seventh pick when it comes around, like. Jesus, Bijan. This, no, you the, kept, you're going to be our guinea pig. I'm sorry. With in the 14. second in the second round. I'm, you're right. Uh, you're right. So uh, yes, I've got Jefferson at seven, coming around. So seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteenth pick. With the fourteenth pick, I'm going to be looking at Bijan. Like, really, is <laughs> this the guy? This is the top name on the list. He's been skipped over twice. Is this the guy? I don't. I think he'll go fifty-fifty. He can go either he's a stud, and that will really boost Atlanta. And if he doesn't, he'll just, I feel like he'll just be one of those players that goes high in the draft and falls out in the, in the league. Is Atlanta a running back by committee? Right now they are. But are they? I, I don't understand this. I'm looking at ESPN's fantasy cheat sheet, and I don't like it. I don't like a rookie coming in, and he's in the top five, so high, top yeah. ten. Yeah. You know, for a team that is not going to be that good. You know, even in that division, Tampa's going to be better. The Saints are going to be better. They're praising their defense. They're praising Atlanta's defense. Yeah, they can praise them all they want. Yeah. It's not be, that's not the running game. 
but he's he's ranked Running over Saquon. He's ranked over Saquon Barkley, which we just couldn't yep. name a receiver. So that's all the Giants have. Yep. Over Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard doesn't have an Ezekiel Elliott now. Nick Chubb over Nick Chubb. They lost Hunt. How the hell do you do that, Nick Chubb? Okay, and 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 also they put him over um, Joe Mixon, Etienne. I, I I just don't get it. I I see ten, fifteen players that I would choose over him. I'll take Etienne in the four at the, with the fourteenth pick. Yeah. I think you're reading my I mind. I think he's going to do. Listen, but Peterson will run by committee as well. For the sake of my team's name, I Peterson. Might have to. Peterson's going to run by committee. And it could be that ETN, same thing happens to ETN this year that it did last year. He gets you to the goal line, but doesn't get you into the end zone. Mm-hmm. They go with somebody else. They give it to Tank. They, they give it to Tank. tank. Or McNasty. McNasty. It's going to be Travis. So it's, I hope so. But I think, he's, I think he could have that. I think he could move up. And I think he has. Run. I think he has his breakout year this year. And I I'll, do. And I'll be honest with you, Nick Chubb. I think. I mean, Nick Chubb has been like handcuffed because they've had a really good two back system for the yeah. last three years. Mm-hmm. Now he's all by himself. I'm kind. I'm. I'm a little bit weary of Nick Chubb, being that he's now the only guy. Like injuries. Are you thinking of? Yeah. Injury. More touches. Age, more hits. Coming up. This is going to be hard because Saquon Barkley. I think is out to prove something, and they're going to use him like crazy. I think Josh Jacobs also is going to prove something. I'm just worried about him playing. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about the coaches playing him. I would like to Jacobs. see Barkley prove that he could stay on the field for a whole year. Yep. Yeah, That's well, what he needs to prove. He did it enough last year. If you had him, you did well in fantasy. Mm-hmm. I think Najee Harris is going to be better. Because I think I think the Steelers are going to be better overall. Take I do, I do. I think the Steelers are going to be better overall. Second year quarterback, yeah. they've got Pickens. I think I, I would take well. Najee uh, first round. No, not a first round. Do you guys like Jamir, Jamar Gibbs? He's another rookie, right? A rookie. He's also he's he's, he's ranked in the top fifteen. Jamir Gibbs is a rookie. Where's he at? He's at Detroit. Oh, they got okay. rid of Jamal. Williams, they got rid of Jamal Williams. DeAndre That's right. Swift. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift, I'm going to just say right now, I think he's going to have a great year. I think Sirianni, Sirianni is going to use him well, and I think his schemes, his his system will only like amplify what DeAndre Swift can do. The question is, can he stay healthy on the field? And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know if he has a chip on his shoulder, but I almost feel like he should. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like he should because he, he did well with the Lions, an organization who needs guys like that, but doesn't never ever appreciates them. So I think the Eagles will be are better because they have DeAndre. And while we're talking about the Lions, I think they're just gonna within two years. I feel like they're gonna win an NFC Championship. They are going to steadily increase. They're gonna that climb that mountain. <laughs> that's 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 bold. That's even, it's, I, it's that might bold. even be a more bold it's statement bold. than. He made earlier about the Mahomes stuff. Uh, but I'm, st- I'm sticking with it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, so you've got, them, you've got them beating, winning their division, which I think is doable. I, I, I think I would, I would say that, that the Vikings are going to be a little bit 
less than they were last year. And let's be honest, they won a lot of games. Because? And very close. Very close games. Because they lose Cook? They lost Cook. Um, you know, we maybe the fans are right about Cousins. I don't know. Um, they've got... they've. They've got the best receiver in the game. The, the fans, the fans don't appreciate him. They don't. He is what he is. Mm-hmm. He doesn't hide anything. He tries his butt off. Yeah, I like him. I do I like him, and I'd I like to see him still efficient. do well. I'll yeah, take him. I'd like to see him still do I'll well. Take, hey, you guys can have Baker. I'll take Cousins <clears throat> all day long. I yeah, think, that's a good trade. <laughs> I think once you shut down Jefferson, you got a high way to to a to a blowout. If you can shut if, down Jefferson, if you can, yeah. I don't know because I think Madison put up numbers similar to Cook. Yeah. So did they really mm-hmm. lose the production? And they got a yeah. rookie running back that they like too now. Mm-hmm. So then you're looking at the Bears, which could be a hit, and they and they could, they could be a they could be a dumpster fire. Who knows? And then you've got um, the you know the, the Packers, who also could be better than thought, could Aaron, be absolutely terrible. Aaron Jones. We're talking about players sliding down. You said that you felt like he's kind of coming downhill. Is Aaron Jones as good? Is he going to play at the level that he's played at when he started fantasy, where he was electric? Or was that partly because of Rodgers? I think they're going to lean on him a lot this year. They have to, him and Dylan. Mm-hmm. I think those two are going to have good years. But he's the same as, like, we're talking about Jacksonville. He'll get you close to the end zone. Then they're going to use Dylan to score. Mm-hmm. So is he a safe draft? I think so because he doesn't get hurt very often. He's on the field a lot, um, and he gets the volume. I think he'd be a safe, you know, early-ish rounds. I mean, I'm not talking first or second, but, you know, third, fourth, fifth, if he's around, I think he'd be a good pickup. Because I do think they're going to lean on him a lot this year, him and Dylan. So um, I think we might see his numbers go up. I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't. I do not like the uh, the uh, offensive line on that team. I mean, they made it to the NFL. Congrats, like I said earlier. But uh, I mean, the whole team was lagging last season. And towards the end, they were just looked like they they didn't get any sleep the night before. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Hey boys, Brees Hall is in the top twenty. Is that fair? Yes. Brees Hall's good. Top twenty though, coming off of ACL. I mean, who's his backup? His backup will probably be Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Michael Carter. Son of the night. Yeah. Um, he looked like a league winner last year. If you had him, you were count. You were looking at the title until he got hurt. So is he still? Is he in the top twenty? Um, I think you pick him up on the waiver wire because with the ACL, he's um, yeah, you're gonna use his value, but he's not gonna. He's not gonna. He's not going to the waiver wire. He's not going to the waiver wire. Um, I, I, if you pick him, if you're picking him early, you're probably picking him to stash to toward the second half of the season, uh, because they're going to definitely roll with cook to start the season and let him slowly come back in there. Mm -hmm. Top 20 pick. That's tough. But again, you're, you're, you're saving for the championship. Like I said, last year, he looked like a league winner this year. Maybe he is, maybe he is your league winner. 
So if you, if that's your plan, you know, if you had, if you got, if you were able to keep somebody later in the, like late with value, then Brees Hall might be your guy to pick up in that first two rounds and then stash him. And we've seen um, this happen where people pick up somebody saying, well, they're good. They take them in those early rounds, you know, whether it's a suspension or injury and it just doesn't pan out. Like, yeah, I wouldn't take Brees Hall within the top 20. So, and the, I wouldn't take him in the first two rounds just because we don't know. But this, this is what's crazy. Dalvin Cook is ranked the 30th player. Which is ridiculous. Brees is think. the 17th. Dalvin Cook can, is going to play week one. Yeah. Brees, we don't even know if he's going to be able to play fully because of his ACL. It's crazy. It is crazy. I think it's a safer pick to get Dalvin, like you said, yeah. maybe in the later rounds, and then come back to Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. You're because looking you're, at you're looking at the running back list or the overall list there. Running back list. Okay. ESPN uh, PPR league cheat fantasy sheet. Also another guy, Javante Williams for Denver. No Melvin Gordon. He's gone. Mm-hmm. But coming Williams, off ACL. Williams is coming off ACL. Yeah. I mean that's like he had one. Wasn't his whole leg like almost detached? He only had one tendon left on him. And, and guess what? Happened? He's ranked number 25. That's crazy. Five spots above Cook. I don't I don't like anybody from the Broncos in general. I'm not saying that they're a bad team. I'm just saying that I don't think they'll be able to support themselves. Not not going to be likely he's going to do good. I think it's going to be a repeat of last season. My do bad, Mike. <laughs> do you boys trust... Um, Cam Akers or Montgomery. Montgomery's with Detroit. Akers is going to be the one number one guy for the Rams. Uh, no, I don't trust Cam Akers as far as I could throw him. Montgomery, I would take a shot on him, at him late if he's there. I think James Cook will be a good late pickup. I think he will do de- well. I think Buffalo, I think they feel like they have something in him, and that's why they let Devin yeah. and Zach go. Yeah, I think he's a little bit bigger than Singletary, isn't he? But it has the same skill set. Um, I think I picked him up last year because I wanted to stash him because I, I thought he was going to do well, and he ended up doing well. But I had to get rid of him at, at some point because I needed wide receivers or something. That's why I'm picking number three. I think James is a good pick because um, uh, last season they went with the passing game. They, went, they got to the playoffs, yeah, but now – Stefan's mad. They're not. They don't have a very. Um, they, they'll have a decent passing game, but I feel like they'll be able to have a great running game with him. Waiting for me. Well, he, he just received the mic. That's true. I don't know if I trust Dobbins. I I just don't know. Um, I think James Cook will be very good, actually, for Buffalo. And you know who his cousin is? Dalvin. Oh, yes. Actually, I didn't know that. So there might be something in that water. Yeah. yeah and he's young. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's Dalvin played right away. James got a year to learn in the running back room. Those boys are gone. He's stepping in the big shoes in a very tough division. The problem with him is he's playing against some strong defenses. In that division, that's the problem. And he's playing against quarterbacks that want to throw. 
with good receivers. So the question will be, is Buffalo ahead or are they behind? Because that's going to determine his touches. Yeah. All right, Israel, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore or Elijah Mitchell? No, I'm going back to Elijah Moore. Back no, to I'm Elijah sorry. Wide Elijah, receiver, right? Elijah Mitchell. I apologize. Oh, Mitchell, Mitchell. Mitchell. You, uh, I, I'm high on him. San Francisco's running back behind uh, Christian McCaffrey. Now, but he looked now. last year, he looked like like a top 10 running back. Nah, he was looking real good he until great. he got hurt. They all look really good in San Francisco until they get hurt. That's no, the that's, problem. But that's, yeah, that's Raheem the Mostert. one. Yeah. Jeff Williams. No, no, it's not Mostert. It's Mustart. That's <laughs> how must you say start, his yeah. name. Well, well, he's going to be starting week one in, in Miami. So will you pick him up? Hey, listen, man. He's a Kyle Shanahan is just like his dad. He knows how to build an offensive line that can run the fuck out of the ball. Mm -hmm. And anybody you put back there, I'm pretty sure, Israel, you could end up with a 500-yard season if you were running behind them. <laughs> the problem is you're going to be walking away or you'll be taken off with a cart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, yeah, they all get beat to shit. But is he worth a pick in the draft or is he, is he a, a waiver wire? Hmm. His upside is incredible. Yeah, his upside is incredible. If... Again, this you know, if I'm this is me and I'm going through, he's there late, late, like fourteen, fifteen, where I'm now. I'm looking for you know. Now I don't mind the boomer bust that mm -hmm. late. You know, I'm taking him and I'm stashing him, and if that way something does happen to McCaffrey, or it turns out they're doing a running back by committee and they're splitting time, and he's still getting those yards because he's uh, efficient, um, then that's you know. I would take him. If I've got McCaffrey, I'm looking for Mitchell. I'm looking to uh, back him up if I can. Um, then absolutely, I think you're taking him. You're probably going to take him a round or two early to handcuff him. Uh, otherwise, without McCaffrey, mm, if he's hanging around and you're just looking to stash somebody, you're looking for that late round value, yeah, there he is. I think um, I think you take him as late as, late as you can. And like you guys said, um, those San Francisco running backs get hurt a lot, which means that he'll have a lot of playing time before he gets hurt in the inevitable cycle. Listen, I have a feeling one of you two are going to have a Capri. <laughs> <laughs> and that yeah. might mean you'll have Mitchell. I'm thinking about that. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I was going to ask. Uh, so two and three. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. One of you two is going to have CMC. Yeah, I, I, I hate to say it, but I think you're right. Um, I don't know. Should we move on to... Uh, Alvin Kamara, I want to ask you. Alvin oh. Kamara. Oh, hold on. At this moment, well, let's come back to Kamara, but do we know where Taylor's going? Do we know where Hunt's going? We do not. We don't. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because those are also two extremely <clears throat> big picks, mm -hmm. depending on where they go and if they play. We know Hunt's going to play. He just has to pick a team. I would be, I'm less confident in Hunt wherever he goes. But I, he's not first round. He's not first. No, he's no. like Neither he, one of those guys are going to go in the first two rounds. Uh -uh. Well, uh, it might even be three or four rounds before Taylor gets picked up. But last year did not look good for Taylor. So yeah. wasn't on a good team, but still, you know, great. You had a one year, you had a great year, one year. Hmm. You made it to the NFL. 
But what can you do now? What are you going to do for me now? Yeah, I wonder who would even... I mean, there's such a curious situation because you have to give up a lot mm -hmm. for him. And you have to be a win-now team. You almost wonder if the Jets are kind of kicking themselves. They could have got a young Taylor mm -hmm. over Cook. Over Cook. Then but, you got two young running backs that you're paying a ton of money to. Yeah, that's, that's just don't, the just didn't. Yeah, just didn't need Taylor. I, I think wonder, they're going to be just fine putting Cook in there. He's ready to go. He's he good. can go to Tampa. Well, didn't have to get a lot. Didn't have to right. use a lot for him. Um, I don't think White's going to do that. Reese Hall is going to be back. Maybe, maybe the Saints go after him. Maybe because you, you, you to come back to you gotta get Camara. somebody with Camara out for the, the first three games. Yeah, and is he? Is, is he, he still the guy that he's always been? Is he still the number Seems like in to be the first two down rounds? A little bit. He didn't look like it when he was Not in Atlanta. But is that like because was he he was in Atlanta? Camara? Yeah. Oh no, wait. Who was I thinking? Who went to? Uh, I know, but where? Sam, there was somebody. Now I sound stupid. Oh, I figure I know. There I, was somebody that yeah. went to Atlanta who was good. But then when he got there, he didn't look that good. This was just a couple of years ago, two years yeah, ago. Yeah, I, I think I know. Are you thinking of the other running back from uh, from them? He went. He didn't go. I think no, he went I know you're talking about. He. Um, oh gosh, I feel like I know exactly who you're talking about. I feel like he came out of uh, the came out away from the Chargers. He was the uh, the starter before uh, Austin Gordon. Bickler. No, no, it wasn't. No, no, there wasn't him. Gosh, but he was a big release, and yeah. Oh gosh! I know I'm gonna have to look that up now. Why was I think? Yeah, it was a big. It was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, Camara. Okay. Camara suspended for the first three games. Mm -hmm. He's got Derek Carr. I don't know if they have any much much of anybody else pass catching, running back. He's still like arguably he's still probably top three, top four round pick because three games is not a big deal. But is he the Camara of old? I think, I think he's going to look better this year than he did last year. They've got another running back in the system to kind of support him the way that uh, I still can't think of his name um, that was running with him before. Oh, you know who it was? Ah, oh, Todd Gurley. Yes, that's who I'm thinking. Todd right Gurley. before his career yeah. ended. Yeah. No, no, he was, no, with, he was the with the Rams, but yeah. he was traded to the uh, Falcons and played for like a year. And they traded him because they, they pretty much knew they he was knew. at the end of his line with his injuries, his knee. And then he retired like a year later. Um, I just want to say the Saints, are, the, the Saints are the Patriots of the NFC. I think they are only one step above uh, the Cardinals. I mean, Derek Carr, I'm, I don't have a lot of faith in him. Um, therefore, I don't think Alave is going to be able to do that much. Kamara is, uh, yeah, let's see what he does. And I don't Give me think this mic. <laughs> you don't deserve it. Jamal Williams is your other running back there coming over from Detroit. Right. So and I think that okay. the two of them can put together a backfield worthy of, of rostering. But he might snipe. He may be the touch, touchdown sniper, but. The Saints are definitely going to be better than Atlanta. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You're yeah. right, though, about that either. tandem because he's the bigger back, Jamal, yeah. right? He's yeah. the kind of the bigger back. And I I do remember McAllister. 
Is that who was with Camara? There was it was Camara and someone else. He went to the Ingram? Ravens. Ingram? Ingram, Mark. Yeah, Mark Ingram. Ingram. That's right. Ingram was Ingram. the guy. And the two he was of them. the pounder. Yep. And Camara was the the catcher. But of course, that was that was with a different. That was Champagne's different offense. coaching staff. Yeah, yeah. That's true. and Camara is still a fantasy. Like he was still a fantasy gem because in the first round because he was a pass catching running back yeah. who could score on a 40, 50 yard run. But he's just so. Is he a guy that you just sleep on then, or a guy that you kind of pick up and stash and like? I, I don't know. I don't know because as is, where is he even on the, the on the rankings? Who's that? Camara. Yeah, Camara number eighty overall. Or <laughs> Yah- Yahoo has Camara at eighty overall. Um, and then if you ninety three is Jamal Williams, um, but they're only separated by DeAndre Swift, AJ Dillon, and Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson on that running back list. Um, obviously, these lists, we can look at them and pick them apart all day and say, I don't agree with that, and that's terrible, that's stupid. I have him at, I have Kamara at 19. Because I feel like... Uh, running 19, back, running Dalvin, back 19? Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and Dalvin Cook is 30. Wait, you have Running back, yeah. All right, let's move on. They've got talk. him at 31. Yahoo's got him at 31. Who's that? Kamara? Kamara, Yeah. We're, um, we are running out of time yeah, here, guys. Just, it is 12.34. So let's quickly go through the last position. Um, we, meet, we meet the draft at 1. We don't need to talk about kickoff and we don't uh, kickers, and we don't need to talk about defense. Sorry, kickers. Um, we don't need to talk about defense. Nobody drafts defense until like the 17th round. Yeah. Um, Some of us Tight up. ends. Tight ends. I do feel that Kelsey could be a number one uh, uh, first-round draft pick this year again. Again, yeah. I do. I mean, he's he's in another level than the other tight ends. Mm-hmm. He's he brings so much value in that spot to like miss out on him. That's hard, especially when all a lot of the number ones or the gems are stolen. So like when you get to like the seventh pick, eighth pick, ninth pick, you're like, ooh, I want to go in a different. If I'm not going to get a marquee receiver or running back, I'm going to get a marquee tight end mm-hmm. slash wide receiver. I feel like, though, if you're going to pick up Kelsey, why not pick up Mahomes? And, I mean, do you really need Kelsey? You could go Gerald Everett. He's going to he's gonna be there later. I mean, Again, you don't stop need telling him. them stuff that we've been talking about. <laughs> we never even discussed that. We did. We talked about Everett in our dra- mock drafts. Everett is a good option. He's playing with Herbert. He's he had a pretty good year at the end towards the end after he got traded. Um, yeah, he's like a diamond in the rough. Something so hot. Yeah, I think there's tight ends is always a tough. Uh, I'm not going Kittle. Um, I don't even know. If he's I did Kittle. last year, and that hard sell. Tight end is a tough one, like you said. Tight end is a tough one. But that's what makes Kelsey so special because he's he's so head and above. I mean, arguably, you could put him in the top five for wide receivers. Yeah. Arguably. And you know who's getting the ball. The number one guy is going to be Kelsey. Mm -hmm. But aside from him, I I, I like Andrews. I don't trust him on the field all the time. Mm -hmm. I think Hawkinson's in a better position. I don't like Waller at four. He's ranked number four. I don't like it because he's in a position where he has to rely on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And he didn't do very well last year. Kyle Pitts is six. I don't know about that. Pat Fryermuth, I think, does better. 
He's Evan Ingram. Much, and he's much further down. Yeah. Evan Ingram, I think he I think he does well this year. You think so? I think so. Uh, Doug Peterson, two tight ends. Zach Ertz, mm. Dallas Goddard, brought in Dallas Goddard, used quite heavily, right? Mm-hmm. Najoku. Najoku might have a very good year. If they use him like they should, he's athletic as hell. Mm-hmm. He can catch the ball, and I just don't think they utilize him right. I completely but, agree. Um, I don't know about Tyler Higby. Every year we get all like psyched up about Higby because he has we, a lot of potential. We? And <laughs> he doesn't. Oh, I've never really been that hyped up on him. But um, you guys like Kincaid for Buffalo over Knox? Because he's, he's ranked above Knox. Who Kincaid? Yeah. What is he a rookie? Uh yeah, he's he's relatively yeah, I think he's like a second, like second year. year. I well, I think Buffalo is another team that does not utilize their tight ends right. They use them for blockers because you got Allen scurrying around back there. Um because they had a tight end. Knox is a really good tight end, and I just don't think they use him use them right. There. Yeah, he's still there. He gets a touchdown a game. I like uh, I like I like Noah Fant. I mean, he nobody's gonna be thinking about him till later on. I think he'd be a great tight end, especially with Geno Smith there. You know who like who you know who Geno Smith likes to throw to? Noah Fant. So I I think that's a good pick. Mm-hmm. Big body, good hands, fast. Dolchich, Joe should go for Dolchich. He's been, Adam, he's been doing well. Looks good. And I always fall for the uh, Komet. I always fall into that trap because there's times that dude looks so good. Yeah, I think he's going to have a good year this year with Fields. You know, and we'll see because he's, you know, there's going to be a, there's a lot of mouths to feed there with those wide receivers, but that's something that might open it up for him. Is, is um, Coughlin going to be a, have a breakout season with Rodgers? Hmm. No. That uh, I think they're gonna go more wide receiver than tight end, but it pains me to not see Durham Smythe on here. Right. But I mean, <laughs> hey, I'm not done. I'm not done. He he <laughs> is better than Mike Gesicki. No offense, Gesicki. Um, he's better because he'll block more. He'll block more. I think he's got the hands. He's he's a great tight end. And I don't see him on here. Smythe might be a sleeper. Because Gasecki's gone. Yeah, he's in New England now. And that's where I was going to say Israel, Hunter Henry, Gasecki. How do you feel about that, Mac Jones? Are you relive? Are you going to revive the uh, Hernandez Gronk era? There? I thought we were going to do that when we got Hunter and um, John o. Smith, and I just they didn't do that. Ooh, boys! Oh, shite. Irv Smith Jr. is in Cincinnati now? Maybe he is. He's hyped. Is he? He's got a lot of talent. He just got to stay on the field. Yeah. But Conklin, I don't know. He could find a bit of resurgence because I think he's another one that's an athletic tight end that just wasn't being utilized. We'll have to see what Aaron decides. But Aaron's been known. Well, like we said, Aaron, if you're one of Aaron's guys, you get the ball. So if, you know, early on they built some chemistry and he catches the balls that are thrown to him. Right. Aaron, you, you catch it. Aaron will throw it to you. So 
That's a possibility. I got I got uh, Austin Hooper for Las Vegas. Hooper. Does he does he start to come on strong? I don't know. I don't He's like, broken my heart a couple times. I don't, I don't like any of the uh, Las Vegas teams. They just haven't in the recent years. They just haven't been uh, producing anything. They haven't like Tyler Higby, Hooper. Um, the Rams were. <sighs> they sucked last year. I hate to say it, but they sucked. Oh, they did. They were terrible. I hope your brother. I hope he goes for Otten. Yeah. Otten looks like Kate. he's going Okay, yeah, he looks like he's going to be a very talented tight end. He just needs to have somebody throw him the ball. But what about Mo Alley Cox? Does he That name just sounds so salacious. And when dirty. Uh, does now that he has a a young quarterback, does Cox Where's rear he his at? head? <laughs> Where's he at? He's down. I got him. He's like 341 overall. Oh, boy. Um, but, I mean, he's a tight end, so that's not fair. I don't well, know. Well, and that's what, what I'm saying. Like, so my strategy, I wait on tight ends unless if I was in like the eighth pick, seventh pick and stuff, then I'd probably go for Kelsey. But there's such a drop off. And then when you get to like, like there's like 10 solid tight ends that you can rely on. Kelsey's way above everybody. After he's that, own, he's at, in his own tier. And after that tenth tight end, it's just a crapshoot. Yeah, just a crapshoot. Well, I think we covered all the uh, positions this year. We did a uh, spent a lot of time on it. We have to go do our own draft, which you know you might see me at number one now that my son's pretty much given up my strategy. Mm-hmm. How do you spell more? Is it two O's? <laughs> is it is uh, it two O's with Sky more? It's three O's. You know you like Sky more too. <laughs> Should go for Kadarius. Um, appreciate you as always, man. Next year you might be in Japan. Um, Japan, South Korea, or the Philippines. Those mm. are the three places I'm looking at. So unless World War Three breaks out, mm-hmm. I like to be up close for that type of thing. I guess so. It'll be. It will be my. I'm getting old. Well, you know? I'm well, losing chances to kill communists. So, are you still going to like football at that point? Uh, yeah. Okay. I hope so. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So we'll have to figure out how to do that. Every every American should love football. If you don't love football, you're not American. Come on now. Tell me where this from. I love football. If you don't like football, then fuck you. Oh, uh, I mean, it's not Talladega Nights, is it? It's t- yeah. It is Talladega Nights. You don't chew Big Red, then fuck okay. you. Okay. So it's a, it's a homage to, but not a direct But not a direct You know who quote. likes football? Gotcha. Who likes Will Ferrell? Who likes football? Will Ferrell likes football. You know, I think he's like a Twins fan. Uh, not Twins fan. Jeez. Going baseball. Forget about it. Whatever. Right. Let's wrap Whatever. this up. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Israel. Thank you, Ray's Kid, for being here. And um, thank you, other co-hosts who will not be named. And then we, um, we'd like to just say thank you all to the listeners I hope you enjoyed this podcast. This was this is one of our funnest ones to do. They're all fun. They're, they're, none of them haven't been fun. Um, but do like us, subscribe, um, follow everything that we need, comment. You know, uh, we appreciate it. And don't forget, we do have Patreon and um, do do accept support. And twenty five percent of those donations do go to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, the MDA, as well as the Spinal Muscular Atrophy Associations. 
Anything that I missed? No, we appreciate everything, guys. Thank you very much. We'll see you at the next one. Peace.